Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Call. It is Monday, October 18th, and we are just over halfway through Sober October. We know we have a lot of you following along with us. We were really excited to see how many people reached out to us to share their personal Sober October challenges with us, mainly on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please don't be shy at The Weekly Call Pod on Instagram to let us know how you're participating, whether it's sobriety or you know, just trying to be a little bit more healthy in any regard. We're excited to find out what you're challenging yourself with. Little bit of a disclosure, we got so lost in the sauce this episode in our in our discussion, we totally forgot to even mention Sober October. So uh, please don't let that be a, a sign that we aren't still following along strong. Please don't be shy to reach out either if you feel like you want to chat about it, change any of your, um, or increase, I guess, any of your uh, your health goals for the month of sober October. We had a really cool discussion on this episode about Amher's marketing strategies and maybe a set of beliefs that was holding him back in the way that he was approaching marketing his business. And I would be really curious. And so all of us would be really curious to find out maybe if you did a bit of reflection after this episode to find out where any set of beliefs that you hold that may be holding you back. So after listening to Amher, I think we could all think of a few for ourselves. And John also shares some pretty insane book reading stats with us. This guy reads just an unforeseen amount. We sh- we shared some uh, some stats now that he's a big Kindle guy. You know, he's got all the all the reading stats at just uh, a moment's moment's notice. So, uh, really excited to hear what you guys get away from this entire episode. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the weekly call. So we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Hammer, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself, this fight that you're in, this is what will make you stronger. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Call, episode 124. Um, We got myself, Austin, and Elmer Quebec. Amher in Etobicoke, Ontario, and John in Kelowna, BC. Almost forgot. Uh, John, you know because of the poster. Uh, bam! Like, you like that? You like that Canadian? No, it's actually yeah, a Canadian, I do. A, a Canadian Pacific Railway. Yeah, the, uh, we talked yeah. about that when you got it. Big railway guys, us. Um, yeah, we were just talking before we pressed record about <laughs> how a lot of our listeners were interested in that. We threw up an Instagram story telling people now that you can sign up to get John's highlights from what he reads. Cause now he switched to the Kindle big Kindle guy now. Oh yeah. Doesn't read physical yeah. books. Okay. Um, so now you can, whatever he highlights on his Kindle, you can be synced up to get an email of exactly what he highlights every time. Okay. Emma and I did this. Check this out. Check this out. Okay. okay. So anyway, we were Patreon. impressed with how many people responded. That's what we're trying to do. It should be a Patreon only. Dude. Like, yeah. Service. Honestly, though, like this almost should be, and I'll tell you why. Okay. This so should okay. Be. okay. Get it while what it's free. Th- what do you think, like, <laughs> like, 
Well, okay. How many books do you think the average Canadian reads? How in their lifetime? Per year? Well, I would, would say American because I actually I know the American stats. Per okay, year, many, per lifetime. What's going on? Oh, uh, sorry, per year. Yeah, sorry, per year. How many books? Yeah, on average. Average American. I don't know, point seven. I'm gonna say point one. It, it rounds to zero. That's how. It <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> point um, one. No, it's some. It's something like. Uh, now I'm gonna make up some stats. Like seventy percent of stats are made up at the time, anyway. So yeah, but. So it's like including something that like, one. Yeah, <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, I, it was something like like two like three thirds though. Okay, like seventy five percent or more of adults after graduating high school never actually purchase and read a book from front to back. Okay, that makes yeah. Sense. So yeah, yeah. So it's pretty rare. So I could see that. Now, so knowing that, how many books do you think would be like a respectable number to read per year? Yeah, per year, like respectable six. Okay, uh, I would say twelve. Like, a, like once a month is pretty respectable in my book. It just depends on the size, but, I guess. But, but, but Amr, if someone told you they read six books a year, like is that would you still respect that? And be like, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So yeah. respectable. Okay, so like now, what do you think like an impressive number of books would be to read every year? Uh, probably twenty four. Like, yeah, I was about to say twenty four. Like twice a month, eighteen to twenty four. Like, but twenty would be like pretty impressive. Yeah, yes. yeah. I would say like, if someone was like, hey, yo, I read twenty books this year. It's pretty impressive. Okay. Yeah. You're, so, don't you read like 20 books a month so this is gonna blow your mind okay <laughs> so this is so insane. john the reed just reader. in the last 229 days which is since the beginning of the year nope this is since february 24th okay okay and actually it's actually less than this because technically because this so i ordered my i ordered my kindle on february 24th okay, i don't even know okay. when i got it okay okay but since then, there's been 229 days. We'll call oh, it Mark. You got, Kindle, you got Kindle stats now. Oh, you my got, like, God. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not a Kindle stat. I think there might be stats. That'd be cool if there were stats on that. Well, that's what I'm saying. How do you know? Okay. Just just let me. Okay. So, anyway. So, since this is going to be. Okay. So, since February 20. No, no. I might. I might. Look, you don't even know what stat I'm going to give you. This is this is a stat that's going to blow your mind. Yo, let the man speak. Okay. Since February 24th, which wasn't even the day I got my Kindle. Okay. Assuming you were on my highlight list from day one, and there's oh. only one, there's only one person who has been. Emmer, right? Well, no, Tristan, because I added no. it right away. Yeah, oh. it, was, it wasn't me. Yeah, but but some people added on. But so okay, the, just in highlights alone, I have highlighted. Okay, because I have a there's a when you when you make highlights on your Kindle, it adds it to a separate book in your library that you can go read through. <laughs> There's 4,500 pages just in my highlight book, which works out to over 20 books. So if you were on my highlight list just since February 24th, you would have read 20 <laughs> books this year. Yo, I read all your quotes. Just in highlight. Well, there you go. So you've probably read about 12 books just in yeah. highlights. Because... Yeah. Dude, but they're but they're so consumable because they I'm take assuming, like 30 seconds to read. Exactly. So assuming the average book, so just low key, anyone who says they have a reading and they can't read enough books, join my highlight list and you'll on average, you'll probably read about 25 to 30 books a year. Just in highlights. So, now take in mind, this is even better than just reading 25 to 30 books because you're actually reading 25 to 30 books, but you're only reading that top cream. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly legit. it. You're getting the cream. Listen, of the if any of you are on this list and you haven't left a review on any of our Spotify, Apple, like that's please, pretty legit, though. Like, eh? come on, please. Hundred pages. Please help of... us out here. If you're on this list, if you're and on you this like list, it, and, and you're grateful, leave us big a review. review time. Leave us yeah. a review. Isn't that wild? It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, based on that math, you read like two to three hundred books a year. I don't even know how many re- books I read. Because you highlight, I, I don't it depends think you should on the count. book. I don't think you should know that I, information. I don't count. I yeah, don't, even I don't think count. you should. Dude, there is I a one hundred percent chance. I'm gonna say ninety nine point nine percent chance that your Kindle has like a stats page, and you don't can open see. It. I, I open actually it. don't want to. Don't do it. I don't want to. I don't. Think I so. want but I'll tell you this though. On I'm average, a, I, 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 I actually stats. don't read as much as I like. I used. I, I beat myself up all the time because I feel like I'm not reading enough. But then when I read that stat today, I was like, that's pretty respectable. You know, 20 pages just in highlights. Like, I don't 20 know. books. <laughs> or 20, 20 books, yeah. 20, sorry, 20 pages a day Fuck. was the stat. Yeah. Awesome. But there's about 20 books. If you divide by 225 pages or so. How yeah. much time goes into your decision making to pick the book? Because that's a lot of time to read books. So. Well, this is, this is actually the nice thing about the Kindle is that um, the Kindle gives free samples where you get like the first, and every sample is different. I think, I don't, I think it's set by the author. Um, so like I had one sample that was like literally like 25% of the book. Yeah. So like, you know, but you can't make highlights and share in a sample. So my rule is basically, you know, if I'm reading a book and like, and it, it, you know, and I'm reading a sample and it's phenomenal, I'll just buy it right away and just continue reading. How much is a Kindle? I think mine, like with like the full getup and like extra charger, leather case, you know, it's an Oasis edition. I think it was like five seventy seven. Oh, five hundred seventy seven dollars. Like, that was like because I got like the most pimped out like everything. Well, yeah, like, makes sense. I'm gonna be reading this damn thing a couple hours a day, so yeah. And take in mind, like with all the reading that I do, it lasts me about a week, which is pretty impressive. Like it's the battery, insane. like oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow, do you have the uh, like the newsprint screen kind of thing? Like they all it- do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there, there's no glare, right? There's zero glare. I, you can you can read it. like I read it in a pool. It, it's water. It's waterproof. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. It's also like you can read it. Like I can read it, and the sun can be hitting it directly, and and I can still read it perfectly. Wow. I read it in bed. Does not harden your eyes. It's baller. Um. Oh, it's like blue light friendly or whatever. But the cool it's thing called. is the the books are so cheap on the Kindle. Like most of the books that I'm buying, especially because I read a lot of old stuff, are like two dollars and twenty nine cents. Oh so, man so otherwise you'd be paying like 30 bucks for oh yeah no it used to be the case that because i used to i i do read like a lot of really obscure books and it used to be the case that like i would be buying these books like you know they were like 85 dollars it was that one that you put up against um (laughs) i think it was like Takashi six nine versus Benjamin L Dodd, <laughs> oh, like yeah. the whack versus which that Amber and I were crying laughing. It was like security analysis. Yeah, yeah. Like security analysis. Yeah. That's what it was. It was literally like the American financial so security hard. analysis. It's, so hard. it's like a textbook from like the thirties or something like that. <laughs> There's just not a lot of them. There was like even actually at one point in time, um, because I bought Maps. I actually own a copy of Maps of Meaning by Jordan Peterson. And I, by the way, just so everyone knows, I, I'm not too chintzy. If an author i believe has earned the right i will actually go and buy his physical copy because i do want to support the author like if it's yeah like and and, and i don't think you're being chintzy uh, john because you've probably i think you said per year you would spend like three to four grand a year on books probably that's what like, that b- like before you got your kindle oh yeah before I mean. my kindle yeah i probably spend more now though maybe 
Because the, what, what the Kindle has, here's what, okay, but here's what the Kindle has allowed me to do that I wasn't able to do before and definitely not feasibly, okay? Is that I can buy, I mean, I would do this, but but now with the Kindle, it's easier. I I, I, I do not like have any allegiance to finishing a book once I start it. Like if, I, if I'm starting a book and I feel like I got its main idea, I'll just stop reading it if it's not entertaining. Yeah, okay. and I think a lot of people who read avidly do that. Yeah, no, and, and like, but also if I'm reading a book and I feel like it's, I and I just can't understand what it's trying to get to me or, you know, it's just not very entertaining or it's just terribly written. Although I would rather read a terrible written book that's about an interesting topic than, and I would say that a lot of the books that I read are terribly written, but are mm-hmm. fascinating, right? Whereas I've read, like, I've read some books recently that were like really well written and I find myself halfway through being like, wait, this is just garbage though. Like there's nothing here. Like this is all mm-hmm. just speculation. And but how can you make that conclusion if you haven't even finished the book? Well, that's, well, you could, sh- pretty quickly you can determine what's going on, right? Like it's, it, you know, cause you gotta remember like when you're reading someone's book, it's, it's, it's even more effective than actually like talking to the author. So like, like, you know, if, if, if you put me in front of someone and, and we actually had an in-depth conversation about the thing that that person believes they're an expert on, within 30 minutes, I'll quickly determine what their views are. That's the one thing that kind of like, I'm not a, I love Jordan Peterson as an author. He's probably like top five authors. Impossible that I- to fucking read. So, so like my brain will hurt after like one rule of his 12 rules for like Oh books, yeah, so this is one. what I was going to talk about. Maps of Meaning. That's the book that I bought. Yeah, I know. And but I, I, like yeah. you look at Viktor Frankl, uh, Man's Search Easy for Meaning. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, I almost read it in one sitting and it was about the most terrifying and emotional story I'd ever read. But yeah, it was so the, well written, but it was concise. Archipelago. And you're like, yeah. yeah. The Gulag Archipelago, uh, Archipelago is yeah, three Archipelago. series, three, yeah. three volumes. Like I... We were talking about this like a month ago. I almost bought them. And then I was like, hold up. I'm not going to read 1,500 pages Just about get this one. thing. Yeah. Yeah. The first volume Sorry, what good. were you going to say though? Maps of Meaning? Oh, yeah. Like, I, so like I bought Maps of Meaning like back in the day. Like, this was Jordan Peterson's first book, right? Yeah. This is the first book he wrote like back in 1999, I want to say. And yeah. it's a thick beast. Okay. And like, this was before, like, cause this is the funny thing. Anytime someone reads Jordan Peterson and they complain about how they can't read it. Okay. Like let's say tw- like, I remember yeah, yeah. 12 rules for life. I gave Trisha that book. She's like, this is impossible to read. I was like, yeah, yeah do you know what's funny? Cause she's like, Trisha said to me, she's like, someone needs to just tell this guy, like his editors need to tell him to like tone it back a bit. Yeah. It's like, right. Well, do you know what's crazy? I tried reading maps of meaning. He did tone it back a bit. Dude, maps of meaning. I, I was I was in like this like place where like I went so deep down the Jordan Peterson rabbit hole. Like I did his whole self authoring suite. Like, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. You know, and um, maps of meaning. I remember like I bought the physical copy. And it was like three hundred dollars because because he wrote it in nineteen ninety nine, but he didn't get big until like like late to twenty fifteen or so. Right. So it didn't produce. So it was out of print for like twenty years, right, or fifteen years. So when I went to go buy it, it was just terrible timing. There was like one copy in like like literally all of North America for sale. <laughs> you had to buy like, it on Kijiji. Yeah, like I like something. No, I bought it from like some used bookstore in Baltimore. I remember like calling up the that fucking is store. So joke. Because the guy didn't. Because the guy like it was on. Dude, it was so crazy. It was listed, but like for whatever reason, I like I couldn't get it to fucking ship to me. Because it just it didn't ship to Canada, so I like looked up because on eBooks you can look where it's you know where it's from. So I called this bookstore. I'm like, hey, like you have this book called Maps of Meaning, and the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, you, you have it. He's like, well, how do you like? He's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in Kelowna, like BC. He's like, 
where the hell's BC? I'm like, no, British Columbia. He's like, up in Canada? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, will you ship me this book? So I you transferred this guy like literally money. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> oh that is God. so amazing. So he would ship the book. He's like, he's like, I'm like, will you ship it? He's like, nah, man. Like, he's if I ship this book, how do I know you're gonna pay? I'm like, oh, you transferred the money in advance and you just ship me this book. Dude, I the paid, paperback. Like, so like 2021. Damn. Yeah. If you look up maps of meaning on like and this is after it's yeah. come back into production yeah 90 dollars, dude for the paperback yeah, so i bought this when it was like way bad you know and like mine's the i think i don't know if mine's a hard yo the the hard covers 175 yeah so i think i have the hard cover but anyway point being though i remember oh trying to God, read this book what? okay no no i was trying, I, I remember trying to read this book and and like take in mind this was at like my like probably like near not not, my, not quite peak but pretty close to peak you the book so doesn't like, even look that big though no dude that's not it that's not it i swear to okay God, that's not it. okay like okay. mine's like mine's like a fucking bible it's crazy okay okay no mine's definitely thicker than that it says uh pages 564 yeah but they're bible biber paper or bible paper thing, yeah right? yeah, like yeah it's crazy. you know one of those books that like yeah, yeah. okay yeah. um anyway uh where was i going with this oh yeah this was like i was like this is when i was reading like close to a book a day so i feel like my mind was super sharp when it came to reading this kind of stuff like if i like because i'm kind of out of the loop on some of that deep deep psychology and deep philosophy stuff like if i yeah. pick up a book like i have to kind of it takes me a little bit to kind of get back in that mindset but this was like i was reading because what i did at the time is I, I literally went to jordan peterson uh his his recommended book list and i literally just printed off all of them like the most obscure books like we're talking like like i was reading like with this one book it was like 600 pages and all it talked about was like just the um the prevalence of uh like um the idea of the like the word mother in like literature like in how like different books would write about you what? know some sort of in, like yeah, maternal yeah, no, influence yeah maternal influence yeah and it was like it was called like the great that mother and it, all it talked so about was like how so many of these other books like there was so much symbolism towards like like the great mother of society and i'm like whoa like like super obscure books right so and you read the whole thing this, no 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 dude, no these like, books were so abstract <laughs> like it's <laughs> like it's like <laughs> you know it's so out there no um, no no i'm not crazy <laughs> no 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 but either way so i tried reading maps of meaning during this time okay and i could not do it so then i what i did is i bought the audiobook okay and i'll i'll never forget i was sitting there like in my bed i turned the lights off i like i put like like headphones on and i was listening to this audiobook and i was like 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 basically like listening to a sentence pausing it and just like thinking and like 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 i was like like i was like just trying to turn off all mental stimuli and just trying to focus on his words could not fucking understand you're kidding anything oh no dude i could not get through <laughs> like not because i couldn't like uh, yes like visit like yes i could clearly like physically just like read but i'm saying the words were just just bouncing off like were they like, just like really complicated words or was it just dude you would read a single sentence and it like you felt like you had just inhaled an entire book. Mm -hmm. it was so like till this day, you haven't finished. So till no, this day. There's no chance. There's zero chance. But I also don't actually, you know, feel the, like, do you ever question this too? Like Austin, like, like, um, sometimes I question the utility of like what I'm consuming, like all the time. So like, I'll be reading something and I'm like, okay fine but so even if i did understand this what's the impact on my life yeah right and a lot of time and that's actually where i stopped reading like i i started i stopped reading so broad and i started reading more focused because 
I tried narrowing in and doubling down on the things that I felt like were having the greatest impact in my life. Mm-hmm. And th- like a lot of that, like deep philosophy stuff, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll just buy it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I don't need to like understand it to the point where I could explain it to someone. I'm just going to mm-hmm. take this and like, I'll just take these ideas and these concepts. I'll accept them as true. And I don't care about having the ego of being able to like argue the point. Cause there's like, there's reading something to understand and then just accept it as a truth. And then there's reading something to understand it so that you could actually have a, like a coherent three hour debate on that topic. Exactly. And I feel like when I was reading a book a day, well, it's like you either read to, a book or study a book, right? Oh dude. Yeah. When I was reading these books, I was trying to like, I was going to war. I was trying to understand this stuff so deep that I could have a debate like at an academic level. And it was just not a good, it was just not a good look because it was detracting so much from my life and my business because you know, I was so combative because I was like, just trying to like, I was, I was just constantly trying to debate. And I found myself getting in that kind of very combative um, debate, sort of heavy conversational style when I was listening to Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson constantly, right? Because they're very mm-hmm. aggressive in their views that way. And, um, but I also just questioned whether or not like, okay, like, like Sam Harris in particular, you know, touchy subject, obviously, but he's very against Islam. Okay. And yeah, I remember like, we had a okay, conversation about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, I, I understood his arguments extremely well, right? Like I could repeat them at least, like chauffeur knowledge, not so much like the deep understanding. Like I'd never yeah. read the Quran or anything, right? So I, that, that's where I like, kind of pulled back. I was like, who the fuck am I to be, you know, questioning this? But point being, um, what's the impact of my life? Like, what, like what, why do I <laughs> yeah. have, like, why do I need, like, like, like why, do, why, why does John Morgan, the businessman, need to have coherent, like, flawless arguments on why Islam should, you know, should pull back on its, on its, you know, like, what, why? Like, what is it, like, what's the, you know, so, whereas there's a lot of other stuff I could be reading where I actually do want to have a solid understanding of this, right? Like microeconomics kind of helpful to have a, you know, pretty Mm -hmm. solid background in. Right. Yeah. Yo, I was John, I wanted to ask you like before you got into reading, um, cause I have an answer for this and I want to know what yours is before you got into reading. What was your biggest challenge towards building a habit around reading? Cause you have a very consistent habit around when you read, how often you read, what times of the day, what days of the week, et cetera. Because the most common uh, hurdle that I hear from people that I would say want to read but struggle to find the time and or be consistent with it, what what is uh, what was the biggest thing that you had to overcome from like a sustainability or consistency standpoint to continuously read this much and also obviously accomplish everything that you do in a given week? Other than, of course, like, make it important, make it a priority. I get that. Is there anything that you, know, you think you is, like, what, tangible? You know the, yeah, so the, the biggest hurdle, which once you get over this hurdle, I actually find reading quite easy, especially if you're, like, because the thing I always say is, like, I never struggled with the habit side of it because I genuinely enjoy reading. Like, I want, like, the same way that my, like, my brain, like, wants to watch porn, I, I want to read. Like it's, 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 it's almost on that same level, right? Like, like there's a lot of times where like, I want to go watch porn. I'm reading a book. I'm like, fuck, I'll continue reading. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it's that, it's that strong of a pull for me. Right. Cause I'm like, like literally today, like I'm reading about, oh, it's like my, it's, it's, it might be my top favorite book. I mean, hence why I want to name my son after this guy. Right. Like Cornelius. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And I'm reading about Cornelius Vanderbilt again, and you know, TJ Styles, the first tycoon, fabulous book. And I'm reading, and, and I'm just sitting here on my couch, you know, because uh, Trisha's out of town these last few days, and 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 my guys like, scratches you know, his eyebrows. <laughs> I had <laughs> what, what? You were just like Trisha's, Trisha's out, out of town, town, you know, man. Yeah. I gotta get my fix. <laughs> <laughs> no, my eyebrow was itchy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um. So I, I haven't really had like any sort of like formal schedule like these last few days and like my employees, like I only just got like, I only got like the seven people going. So it's like really chill as far as like my obligations go and, and my guys weren't working today. So I had like an extra long weekend, right? So like yesterday, I literally just woke up, like flipped over, you know, got my book out, read until I fell asleep and just like flipped the book back. You know, like it was just, it was just such a wonderful thing. And I'm reading this, you know, this book about Cornelius and I just... I, I just it was literally like the, just the happiest moment in my entire fucking life. Like I just I couldn't like I I I wanted to be I literally like was like one of those moments where like I wanted to be nowhere else doing nothing yeah, else. Yeah. One of those moments where you're having so yeah. much fun, you get a little bit sad because you know it's gonna end. It's like one of those things. I had a couple of moments like that this week. Actually, this last weekend was such a just a wonderful wow. time. But okay, but back to your question though. The hurdle that I had to get over though, which seems so fucking obvious, but you actually have to think that you don't know what you're reading about huh right and that may seem like a small point but guess what i think it was mark twain that said something along the lines of like you can't learn if you think you know it okay so a huge part of why i read so much is because i'm very fully aware that like i'm like functionally illiterate i'm a fucking dumbass like i don't know shit like the more i read the the more i realize i don't know fuck all like it's like you're, actual... it's like you're trying to fill the grand canyon with like a grain of sand every time you oh it's way worse than that it's way worse than that it's actually worse than that because <laughs> the reason why i say it's worse than that is it's actually like dropping a grain of salt into space because because as i read more the percentage of my knowledge of the total knowledge decreases say that again your percentage of so the knowledge as of the total- as i read more the percentage of what i think is the knowable knowledge decreases over time yeah oh yeah yeah my total knowledge increases but the percentage decreases and you're like well how yeah. the hell does that work well because yeah. every time i read another book i realize oh there's levels to this yeah like i remember uh aristotle one- had a quote on that dude like, it's, anyways, it yeah. is ridiculous how little i know and yeah. and i'm like in like the top like probably one percent of the one percent of readers in the world so know what one percent probably i would say top i would say top one percent the top one percent no. of one percent is saying that I you're i i i know in I the top, on that How, in, what's the top and that's like what's 99 of, what's seven percent or it's one percent of seven billion 70 70 million and then one percent of that is is se- uh, we're at eight billion now actually worldwide. I bet but that's I, including I would, infants. I would put money down that there's less than seven million people on the on the earth that read more than I do. So seven million is one percent of one two three. Four. No, that's wrong. Seventy. No, no. Se- what's what's one uh, percent or what's point zero? Yeah, seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred thousand. One percent of one percent is seven hundred thousand. One two three four. No, no, one percent of a uh, seven billion times by well seven point seven, but yeah, and then uh, wait, hold on. You you no. just remove four zeros from seven billion. That's your answer. Yeah, I'm not that smart. Yeah, that's not seven hundred thousand then. Yeah, it's yeah, seven I million. I think it's yeah, I think it's seven million. Point being, is that zeros. I don't know jack shit. I think. <laughs> and and despite that, you know, like so. 
Yeah. It's 70 million. 70 yeah, million. so there you go. I'm very confident million. that I'm within that range, okay? I'm 1% of 70 yeah. million. Now, knowledge, knowledgeable and reading are two different things. But point, because I mean, I, I read pretty specific stuff, right? I mean, but point being though, um, so, I'm very fully aware that I that I want, and but I also have a desire to learn more, right, about these topics. Like, I don't feel like I understand them to the point that I'm satisfied with with my knowledge of them, right? But so if, if but if you but if you if you're coming from an arrogant standpoint, like most people, like most people, if you ask, like they just have these beliefs that they just have no idea where they came from, and they just are just like. I believe this and they're like so passionate about it and you ask them and they get so defensive and they attack yeah. you personally. It's like, the fuck just happened? Like, right. Like, like where, where did that, where did that come from? Right. Like, mm-hmm. why do you think that you know what you're talking about here? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. Like my grandfather well, always joked. He's like, he's like, if you ever go like to a convention with a bunch of doctors, everyone's like super like timid. Cause like no one wants to be like, they like, cause no one knows, you know? <laughs> Whereas a doctor, like in a room full of idiots, is like the you know the smartest guy. So then he he can actually like speak. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I'm not the smartest person in this room anymore. Yeah, but most people, for some reason, just assume that they're more intelligent than the people around them. Yeah, John, you don't get the urge to accumulate all this knowledge that you're learning and organizing it in a certain fashion and putting it somewhere. I do. How do you scratch that itch? I operate businesses. Mm. What I, the, I mean to to me, why would I want to organize my thoughts anywhere but in the real world? Right, like if I'm reading stuff about business and like, and my goal is to you know, I mean, the the character of my indiv- of the individual that I am and the results that my businesses achieve that ultimately I'm hoping is a direct, you know, response to the books I read. So, I mean, when I die. I would I would love to like build a great library or something like that or whatever the, you know the the library of that day is right like I'd probably leave all my my wealth and build some sort of you know library you know gr- that's great enough that people can understand this is what knowledge can build right and it's just available to all of us we would just have access to this information right like I, at no point in time have I read anything that's not available to anyone else right it's true yeah well, if you don't mind, I would I would kind of like to go down this rabbit hole and I would like to know over the past since February 24th, like maybe March 1st, what are the, the top 10 quotes from the 4,500 passages? If you can, I don't know, man, if you can the, scroll yeah. through and pick a couple. I, I don't know if I could do it right now, but I definitely could. Um, I want to do it. Could. I would like a top 10. There's no way I'm doing a top 10 right now. I I was looking at a few today and and there's the one that you read the book on from Naval Ravikant. Um, Yeah, Naval. He actually had, he definitely, he definitely captured a few of them, mainly because Naval had captured a lot of what was in, I actually read one today that was probably in the top 10. It was about gold and silver. It was fabulous, but I couldn't, I'm actually going to read. It's a long one though. It's a fucking story. Oh, you're saving it for whack? Was well, so voice. long I couldn't even eat because you can only send a quote so long on Kindle. Oh, okay, and this good. one was too long. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I don't know, man. That's the thing. Like, it's always so tough for me to like break down. Like when someone's like, "Oh, like you know what? What lessons have you learned from your books?" Like, 
maybe if I like was given like half an hour to just like rationally, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if I had, if I knew that was the question coming into the podcast, I would have thought about it Yeah. But to just come off the top of my head. It's almost impossible. Uh, I feel, how would you answer this concern? Cause here's my concern. If I was in your position, the more I read, the better my lens of the world becomes. I can start filtering things better and better. I can start seeing what's true. You're yeah. now at this point where you've read so many books, your lens may be better than most. But it, but it, uh, but take in mind it's limited though, because I'm not like I'm not reading like too broad. So, no, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Yeah. Talking about the specific topics that you like, sure, you like to sure, read. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Would wouldn't it make sense logically that you should now try and reset to reread all the books that you've read? That before? is what I'm doing. Yeah. You, you like go. Doing. But how would you ever escape that loop? Because when you finish rereading all your books, then your lens becomes better. So you just reset again and you just keep doing an infinite well, loop. And every time you books, read these books, you can always draw out more stuff. Like, yeah, well, some books, yeah, well, I mean, why do we swim in the same lake? You know, it's enjoyable, right? But um, some books fall out of favor and some become less relevant over time. You know, like, 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 like some books, like I read and it's like, I get the full, like 12 rules for life from Jordan Peterson. I might reread that, but I, you know, I, there's a few rules that like that have stuck with me and I don't think I need to reread them. You know, like in certain books, for example, I don't need to reread the book in order to, you know, to, to remember the idea of the book. Right. Um, yeah. Like, like, but, but some books are a little bit more complex in their story. I mean, some are just so good that some are st the stories are just incredible. Like, I mean, John D. Rockefeller's Titan, I've read that book like eight times. And like, yeah, I pick up on a few different lessons each time, you know, but I mean, I could, like, the lessons of that book are readily available to me, right? And there's a few that are like, that I, you know, actively am, I'm trying, I'm trying to be somewhat, you know, I'm trying to make sure that they're top of mind on, on almost on a daily basis. And actually, I would even say that I think in large part, I think if I was to attribute my success to one book over the last, oh, at least over the last three years, like how, why is it that my income four years ago, or sorry, my revenue four years ago is now what my income is today. Like my income is greater than my revenue was. Yeah. I bet it was because of Titan. Like if I was to just say, hey, like if I could go back in time and only have one book. Titan. And, and like basically it's put it this way. If someone said, okay, John, you have to go back four years ago. Yeah. And you can only keep one book to read. Which book do you think would actually have you, you know, most likely to achieve the same results you did? It would be Titan. Jeez. What? By who? Bar none. Matter of fact, I would even I would even say there's probably a power law here. I bet eighty percent of the results come from twenty percent of the books, and I just try and reread those twenty percent. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But Titan's phenomenal, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Ty Lopez recommends that book so much as well. Dude, Titan Titan's not even like it's not it, to me like it's not even it's not even debatable at this point. Like, and if someone wants to debate it, cool. Like, I'm actually <laughs> so willing to just not actually engage in that at this point. Like, if yeah. someone. Like I'm willing to just be wrong. If I'm wrong, cool, right? But it's 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 a must read, right? Okay. There's um there's one. The first seventy five percent is. I mean, the back twenty five percent is all about giving away as wealth. Wasn't as relevant at this point. So sure. I, I've actually never finished the book. I've never read the back. Yeah, I understand. Pages. Yeah. Yeah. The moments it starts talking about giving it away, I said, you know, I'm still. <laughs> I'll get there right? when still, I get yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, I'll read that when I get there. Yeah, that's awesome. Actually, that you said that you did that. Although interesting there enough, he actually got richer 
when he started giving it away. Because take in mind, John D. Rockefeller was like the richest man the world had ever seen before gasoline. He, like he got rich off oil before gasoline. Like when, like in the, like when he was like in like in like in the thirties when he, I think he died in nineteen thirty one. That's when cars started going up. Like we're talking about that. This got, man got that rich. Like the, the, the Rockefellers got way richer when cars came in. Gasoline. They used to dump that shit in the rivers. They're yeah. like, what the fuck do we do with all this smelly fucking byproduct? <laughs> Gasoline. Just get rid of this. They used to dump it in the rivers. It was so bad that um, in uh, in oil town, um, you literally in oil town Pennsylvania, you the rivers you could light them on fire. There, yeah, was yeah, no there was a no smoking there was a no smoking no yeah you weren't allowed sparks or like you know yeah no. like the rivers would literally light what? on fire there was that much gasoline in them it was effectively just a, imagine just a river of gasoline that's effectively what it was the ground used to just like smolder like there would just be like 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 it would just yeah crazy wild yeah um there's this there's this quote that Sorry, I was just writing down some book names onto this list. I, by the way, side note, I've created this list in my notes on my Mac that says books to buy. And if I went back, I could probably trace that I started it probably two years ago. No and I've way. Just been like, I've just been writing down book titles that John's mentioned for the past two years on the podcast. And this is how long the list is now. Like, it's taken, but, it's taken but these aren't only books that you, he's talking about way more books, it's but not. like. But like Is these are just books there? that like pieced my um or piqued my interest. There's probably um Oh dude, the fourth turning's so good. How do I turn <laughs> this into numbers? I'd say there's probably about thirty-five books here, maybe. Yeah, Ammer actually uh Ammer actually um but yeah, so there's a bunch there and Titan was already yeah. on that list and I added it again and then realized it was already there. But you sent a, um, I had never heard of the Almanac of Naval Ravikant and I've heard now. That's because it, it, it just came out like four days ago or whatever. Oh, okay. Because um, yeah. I've heard him on Joe Rogan and I've heard he, he has his own podcast called Naval. Um, and I listened the to The book that is just the podcast. It's the transcript effectively. Oh, like is it it's actually? It's really good. Or is yeah, it? Effectively, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. an almanac. So like, do you know what right. an almanac is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense because like the um, almanac, uh, poor Charlie's is so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, this, that's probably the most expensive book I ever bought. There's this one quote that you emailed us that I, uh, <laughs> that I think is really, really good and actually worth reading. Cause it, I had, I literally read this 10 times when you sent what? it. Um, it, it was the one about peace and happiness. So, oh, dude, that's pe- so good. Peace. Yeah. Peace is happiness at rest and happiness is peace in motion. You can convert peace into happiness anytime you want, but peace is what you want most of the time. If you're a peaceful person, anything you do will be a happy activity. Today, we think that you get peace. Today, we think the way you get peace is by resolving all your external problems, but there are unlimited external problems. The only way to actually get peace on the inside is by giving up the idea of problems. Yeah, man. Like that, like that uh, I yeah. read it and I was like, hold up. Like I skimmed through it, you know? Like yeah, some of the, no, I know. And I skimmed through it and I was like, hold up, back to the beginning, read it again. It was like, no, no, back to the beginning. Literally did that 10 times and I was like, man. That's so good. And I, and I realized, I'm like, that, I would say that quote, if, if somebody were to ask me what, like, because the past four years of running a business, it's gotten bigger and better and more efficient each year. 
And I haven't realized that the thing I've been working on the most is actually to try and disengage and distance myself from the idea that there are problems in my business. Because if you were to ask me the year I did the least amount of revenue and had the least amount of success, how many pro like if you were to just ask that version of me, I would have listed out a long list of like actual things that I believe were problems and that needed to be fixed immediately in order for me to get to another level. But you know, after largely due to my frequent conversations with both of you guys have really come to acknowledge the fact that like the things that I'm uh, experiencing in my business are not problems. They're opportunities to make my business better. And John, you kind of instilled that idea, uh, that ideology in me a little bit. And that actually helped me tremendously. Like you've just by that, you know, I, I mean, I've read books on this afterwards, but just like the first little poke of Hey, have you considered that that's actually not a problem? Like that first little, it, have you thought about it as though it wasn't a negative thing kind of probe? Nobody had ever really probed me like that in that way before. Both of you guys, actually. Um, yeah, giving up on the idea that one, because like, I think that we all have this notion that one day all of our problems will just be solved and then we'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, we, like, we all like have a lot of people think that in. comes with retirement somewhere around that age, right? Some people think that it will come from, okay, like, I mean, the most common one is, you know, because you can do this on a daily basis, like there's different sort of time frames, right? A lot of people say, oh, okay, I'm going to be miserable now. But then when I get home from work, I'll be happy, right? Okay. And then it's like, okay, I'll, I'll just suffer throughout the week, but then I have my weekend, right? Or I'm just going to suffer the next couple of months, but then I have like this vacation or whatever, right? And What's so fascinating is I, I just wonder how many of these people have actually stopped to legitimately just ask themselves, why can't I be happy right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And if they were to legitimately and, and, and earnestly ask themselves that question and they were to pursue it down, I think they would, you know, if they earnestly did it, they would come to the conclusion that I think, you know, any rational person would come to, which is that the only thing that's stopping you is you. Yeah. Right. Because you're the one that's placing judgments on all these things. And that's easier said than done. I mean, like, still to this day, like, I'll find myself laying in bed, you know, on a Saturday night, like, you know, Trisha's gone, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, Oh, there's, there's a bit of anxiety. What for? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right? Oh, think things aren't, you know, things are how you want them to be or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It's like, okay, let's just kind of sit in this for a little bit, right? And see what that is. And then sure enough, you know, half-life kind of goes away, right? And, yeah. it, and it disappears, right? Just, it comes and it goes. Yeah, like... Right, suffering suffering will kind of just like, oh, there it is. Kind of just right. accepting as opposed to trying to transcend your biology. Well, but like w one of the things that I'm becoming more and more aware of, and I'm, I'm keeping a close eye on it because I, I want to make sure that it, I don't like, it doesn't like get out of control, but... I have like a just a like a just a thirst for money, you know. Like it's just a mm -hmm. just a just a like a just a just want as much as I can, right? Which you know, in of itself, whatever, it's fine. But I'm very careful to not allow myself to attach my happiness to that money, right? Because that mm -hmm. can be taken away from me. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I wouldn't want to be, I don't want to be a slave to it. I mean, sure, you mm -hmm. know, 
let's, how do you do let's, that? How do you walk that line? Because I, 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 I am like I would say I resonate with that to a certain extent. I think well, I think I think most of us do. Well, here but, here's one way that I mean, there's a, there's like there's two things that come to mind when you say, well, how do you work around that? I'll never forget. I was this was a few years ago. I mean, and I I feel like I'm still not even quite where you know I'm still not quite uh, at. Uh, in my life where this, I think this, the, the true tr- um, comparison would, would really shake my world, but I feel like I'm getting there, right? Like, you know, tr- you know, some of the things that I'm doing, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Right. But a couple years back, um, this is like early on when Trish and I were dating, maybe, you know, maybe around like six months or seven months in like pretty early, at least, you know, certainly, you know, within a year of us dating. And I was living in this like, very modest apartment i mean you know I, I think i was paying like 450 a month in rent um which was quite a while ago so i mean that wasn't actually it wasn't actually that was low even in the day but like you know um but it was like a rent control apartment downtown so you know built in like the 60s or 70s not a very nice apartment and trish and i like i was sitting on like she was like just like sitting on my bed you know and uh you know worn out bed sheets etc just like not a very good scene um you know like that like that i don't know if you guys have ever lived in a rent control apartment but like it's i don't know what do you mean by rent ex- control what does that mean is it like section effectively eight? The, effectively the government basically just says you can only charge so much and yeah uh, like they just mm. they just put a ceiling on it yeah just, okay. just it's called a section eight in the u.s much. okay yeah section eight or rent control it's it basically it's like it's not like terrible um but it's it's not like there's no incentive for any owners to upkeep or make it look nice right well it's no that's not true actually that's not true at all so they're actually like well maintained they're just bare bones like they like they look like you know like they're actually in very good shape like you know but they're they're all the exact same like off-white yellow like literally they're all just the exact like it's just like it's just tingy i don't know why it's just like you know and like the lighting's all shitty and and I'm sitting in like this computer chair and we have like this like Safeway sort of like charcuterie board that, you know, maybe it was 20 bucks and it's got like, you know, cheap meat and cheap cheese and whatever. And we have like this cheap wine and we're just sort of sitting there. <laughs> and I just remember, and I just remember, you know, saying to her, I said, you know, just so you know, like no matter how, you know, rich we get or whatever, how rich I get or whatever, you know, and, you know, no matter how big our house gets or, you know, no matter how expensive the cheese or the meat gets, just know that the thing I actually value here is you right because like this meat can because this meat can change or whatever but i wouldn't trade any of that in for the world right and so a part of me just reminds myself that you know you know trisha brings so much happiness to my life that you could take away everything in my life but you know i I still have her right Mm -hmm. so you know, I mean, and now you could argue, well, okay, well, you're a slave to Trisha. Just some tricks she's taken away. And I'm like, well, that, you know, there, there is, there, there, there's an argument yeah. for that too. And I got to keep an eye on that, right? You know, Such you a weak you man, go, John. You're a slave to Trisha. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to go too deep down that path either. But you know what I mean? No, like that's something that I can well, I think that's so there's that. The, yeah. Like, Wait, I got to ask if, if you value Trisha that much, why not just marry her? Well, I mean, effectively, I mean, I mean, effectively, we, we we are in the sense that common law. like we we plan on spending no it, oh. I mean, common law. It doesn't actually it doesn't I actually found out from my lawyer it doesn't even exist. It's not like a real thing. It's just like a oh. common law is like common law. Like it doesn't actually exist law. Oh right? yeah yeah. But but um um yeah. I mean, we, we already talked. I mean, we already plan on you know like we've already effectively named our first child, right? Oh, okay. So 
yeah, like, I mean, we're, you know, we're, so that, I mean, you know, as far as us, like, like, you know, putting a hatch in it or whatever, I mean, sure. I mean, the time will come when the time comes. Right. But there's no, there's no need to, like, I, I'm never going to get legally married. I'm never going to. Oh, something. you're never like, going to get a, legally married. Never is a strong well, word, yeah. man. No, I'm, I'm very confident that like, I'm never going to get married. I mean, the only way I get, man, even then though, I mean, even Whoa. if they offered a tax break, I still don't think I would do it. Because so you're never going to marry My Trisha. policy is to try and sign the least amount of contracts with the government as possible. The least amount as possible. Yeah, but the <laughs> pros and cons of that contract. There's, I think John's point is that there's other ways of expressing companionship. I don't for believe that the government being needs to illegally... be involved in my relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, like, it makes like no we're sense just actually coming from two different schools of thought with the I don't same even think they should be mind. involved in any, in any of my relationships. I don't think they need to be involved in my relationship with my employees or anyone else. Right. But, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. Does, does, right. does she know this? Does Trisha know this? Oh yeah. hundred percent. We, oh, we talked about this, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'll throw whatever wedding you get a huge fucking rock, whatever you want, but we're not doing, we're not doing the, I'll even pose for photos and smile. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah holy shit yeah this is, is that's thing, interesting right? yeah. that's interesting but i told her I, I, i'll pose like it's an action though like i'm not gonna be like i'm not one of these guys like you pull me aside and like we're like you know doing her you know doing her like you know thing or whatever right <laughs> it's like i like we can get like a, a good photographer that's gonna catch me like moving like i'm not gonna be you know yeah. like yeah okay, faking yeah. that stuff right well, does that mean you're the gonna have a bachelor party are, I I think that's a part of the gig, so I think you would. Yeah. Part of the gig, cool. Yeah, amazing. Which, luckily for all those people that would ever be invited, it's probably gonna be epic because Tristan will be probably be my best man. So then at that point, like Tristan, like like will probably throw some stupid. Oh yeah, he's stupid. gonna go. Oh ham. man, I that. Oh yeah, Tristan's existence yeah. in your life is so. <laughs> Like it's so actually, amazing. you know what? Funny, so thing. amazing. This to, is to this me is where personally. Tristan. This is where Tristan gets me. You know, going in my life. Uh, him and I. So him and I are going to Whistler. Well, we're going to Vancouver, but we're going to rip up to Whistler and we're renting a Porsche. Nice. So which Porsche? Uh, I don't know. Like a nine eleven oh. turbo or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I would recommend the Boxster if you can get your hands on it. It's apparently the funnest to drive. faster than a Boxster. No, I know it is. I know it is. But apparently a Boxster is way funner to drive. Allegedly. Maybe, allegedly. From, I got I this from a, about, from a Porsche fanatic. A Porsche fanatic told me this. Okay. Although, do you know what's interesting, though? Funny, funny little fact here. So when I was in, um, when I was in university, I used to uh, be obsessed with cars. So I would spend like probably an hour a day just looking through Auto Trader, just looking at all the cars yeah. I would one day own. Yeah. I, I knew all the zero to 60s times. I knew all of the stats, how much they cost, you know, what years the models changed over, all, you know, every, you know, everything about them. I, I watched every Motor Trend video. I was obsessed. Yeah. And then did you read a book or what, what changed? You know, I mean. You realize they're just liabilities or? Well, I, yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. Because if mean, you're if you're obsessed with what you said, you said, you you know, you just have this thirst for money. And I remember a couple of well, weeks ago. I, I mean, if we want to be very specific, I have a thirst for wealth. Well, if we oh, want to be, okay. be specific. Yeah, I have a thirst for okay. wealth. Yeah, I, I think that was an, an important yeah, yeah. comparison. OK, good. Yeah, yeah. If we want to. Yeah, if we want to make that distinction there. Yeah, because. Well, actually, that's actually one of the quotes from Naval Ravikant that was so, that was so brilliant. I mean, but but see, the thing is what made me transition out of that 
mindset of like the car like like i still have like some of these like ralph lauren or ralph lauren um you know turtlenecks that i used to buy back in the day it was so stupid oh, i used funny. to dude i used to like i used to save up my money because because when i used i used to not do before trisha man trisha's changed my life so much before trisha i didn't ever do laundry so i'd only ever just buy new outfits you're kidding so no i'm not even kidding what the, this was during like your wendy's days or like no 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 no. no. this oh, is okay. like this is like if you're if, if anyone ever wants to know how the hell did john get a hundred thousand dollars in debt early in his life you know I, i'm obviously clearly out of it now but but uh that's how right i i, I was like i i had like Jesus. these little, i had this now take in mind though there, there is there is I, I if i could go back in time i don't know if i would have done it too differently i mean obviously you could you know i, I would have valued my time differently but the idea behind it was that why do laundry if i could be out doing quotes like if i you know now the now the, oh the dumb God. part of it was that is it was that i spent so much time buying clothes that i could have just been doing laundry you know so so clearly clearly i you know i had the right idea but Damn. wrong math right yeah wrong math Jeez. right idea right yeah 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 the laundry quandary yeah. so i used to not do so i used to just buy new clothes and i used to, and i was obsessed with buying like name brand like clothing and but what's fascinating though and I, we've talked about this before is that you know, as I've made more and more money, the less I've wanted to convince people that I make money. Yeah. Like if anything, I actually would very much want like the like I don't want people to actually know. Like, like my instructions to Trisha are that you tell people I'm a house painter. If anyone's if anyone asks how is John's business doing, you say I don't know. I don't think it's doing too well. You know, we they don't need to know. Mm. Right? This podcast kind of breaks a lot of my rules. Actually, like like in that sense, you know what I mean? Like I I have mixed feelings on the podcast in the sense that i feel like i'm letting people into my life and then i feel like this might backfire one day but we'll find out i guess you know how, how would it backfire because i thought about this too well i mean this is such a such a dark statement but you know they, they did they did chop the heads off of the wealthy during the french revolution right and so you never really know where you're at in history and you certainly wouldn't want to be you know like there, like there's so many things that can be misconstrued by how you acquired your wealth or you know it's just it just people tend to despise people that they perceive as above them secretly right it's just it's just i think it's just a human it's a fact of human nature right and so i try and never position myself above someone on purpose right oh got it you just want to yeah, avoid and, angering yeah. somebody to the point of they they're taking well, action. Put it this way, i just I, I, in there's very few situations where i i see uh, value in being presented as the person who has money in any situation it's not like i mean there's certain environments where you obviously would but even then i question the utility of it right whereas poor people yeah. i like when i was poor i wanted everyone to think i had money yeah right so that's why i'd buy all these expensive clothing but you realize the paradox of it right i mean i i'm very much aware of how much money i'm making right now and I'm telling you right now, every single time I see a 23-year-old, 25-year-old guy driving a brand new BMW, I just do the math. And I'm like, dude, I can't afford one of those. Yeah. And still have wealth. It's not compatible, right? Yeah. It's not well, compatible. It's so funny you mentioned this, man, because this is one of the things that I'm finding a way to tiptoe with my business. The most successful ads that draw in the most audiences into my funnel are the ones where I demonstrate some sort of wealth and I don't like it and I'm trying to find a balance. Well, but... I would say compromise. Like I would say definitely, definitely dip into that dark side. What, what dark side? 
like the dark side you're talking about, like this whole idea, how you have mixed feelings about doing it, just do it. Do what? Post the ads that make you look. Yeah, definitely. Do oh, yeah. Don't, don't have any. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Because you got like, you're, and then, you're, and you're then pull it, them aside after you've, you. Yeah, after you've then legitimately delivered value, yeah, pull yeah. them aside and say, hey, yo, man, just so you know, like, I only did that because I, I wanted to get you, like, because I knew yeah. I was going to help you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, okay, cool. Now, in That's saying so, that, though, you have to be careful. I can't be though, misleading. Because, well, no, it's not the misleading thing. I mean, look. So part of, part of my program is I actually debunk how they ended up in my program and why sales is important in marketing. So I already do that. But what, 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 yeah, are, you, but right, what are you trying yeah. to say there about the, the yeah, what is, what is that? Well, this is actually one of the most important lessons I ever learned, I think ever and it's actually from the power broker by uh, robert caro it's about robert moses and it it really broke down the difference between idealism and actually being effective in the world okay oh. so yeah so like we can all have like this ideal where it's like you know you know never lie and you know, just all <laughs> these crazy you know all these like not that never lying is not achievable and you, um, you can i think there's a lot of people that have proven that right or at least you know, they have a reputation of never lying to the point that we all just assume that they never lie. But those are the best. Lines. There's a lot of there's a lot of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of things um, where you can, you know, you, you want things to be a certain way. And sure, you can justify it as that's the right thing. But will it actually happen? Oh, got it. Okay. And like, what's the actual effectiveness of, of you actually like pursuing that that idealistic goal? Right, because there's a lot. Because the thing with idealists mm. in a lot of situations is they get nothing done. Yeah. But the idealists who compromise and work within a system to actually achieve something, those people get a lot done. Right. Well, it's because it's more about action than in like perfection, right? Yeah, yeah, but like, but like, a lot of people will have like beliefs, you know. Like for example, like I have a lot of different beliefs on the government, right? And they're very idealistic, like as in like, oh, wow, if we could just go back to, you know, 1860, fucking, you know, if we could like back to like, you know, bring, bring the progress, but just, you know, go back in time politically. I'm like, wow, I think how good the world would be. It's not effective. I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to enter the government and just change that. Right. So, but what I can do is I can, I can be effective within my businesses like that. I can control. Right. Hmm. But if I would, but but if I was to go into politics and I wanted to live in this world where you know th those are my beliefs, I'm not going to get anything done. I'm not going to move up in uh, up the ranks. But if I compromise and I become manipulative, you know, like that's that's you, that's how you would do that, right? Yeah, because uh, a part of me, man, and I'll share this with you guys, but it's like I really struggle with this. Is I I, I know what I need to do to become to get this business to the next level, but it's going to cost me some some like you say you dip into the dark side yeah well your industry is tough right because i mean like so amber can you develop on that a little bit though what is that like can, what do you I think can. that means i can i can um it's this one thing that i really try to avoid being portrayed as but it's necessary for me to achieve my dream if my goal is to transform the construction industry and as help as many contractors as possible. I need to be very quote unquote loud. Yes. I need to be 
I yeah, I need to be able to garner attention. I need to have a lot. Of, I, I need to develop an image of ego, of high confidence, of mm-hmm. flexing success and wealth, because that's what's effective in capturing people, because that's what they want. But then that will have a lot of people in my life start to dislike me because they can't tell that I'm playing this character to just actually make this business succeed and actually change. Like we created three millionaires this year through TradeArc. Yeah. Three people came to this business, quit their jobs, started a contracting business and made a six figure income, not revenue, income in a month. Yeah. Like I'm very proud of that. And there's like a lot more that I want to be able to do. And it's like. Uh, am I ready to Google my name and have the, the autofill be the autofill of Google be is Amr Abu Shakra a scam? Like, I, so that's just so like, I don't know if I'm prepared for that, but I have to be if I'm I need to I need to be able to accept that if I'm I want to be able to achieve my goal, because any successful you can Google is Grant Cardone a scam is Ty Lopez a scam is landmark a cult is student works, blah, blah, blah. It's all these things. And it's just like. I, I guess I just have to play this character, and well, well that's where it gets really tough, though. Because, boys, it scares you know, me, man. Like it's like that's actually I'm not gonna lie, man. Like my perception of the industry you're in, it, there's a fine line because you're in the same industry. Because I mean, you can do what you're doing, right? Um, like I mean, effectively, you're a DM in a lot. I of am. Ways, right? I am. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. pass in knowledge and I hold people accountable. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you're in the same industry as a district manager, right? Now you're self-employed. They're technically self-employed as well. I mean, they have a limited. They're not. They're employees. Limited, well, on paper, the ones out, the ones out west. I'm talking about out east. Con- yeah, maybe maybe out yeah, west yeah, is structured right. legally different. Yeah, yeah, it's independent contractors. Either way, point being, um, so you're in that same industry, right? Now, the industry you're in is is a tough one, right? Because it's um, there's a, there's there's very few people who have who have navigated that space. And walked out not being a scumbag. Define scumbag. And who? I don't care about the who. I just want to know what is a scumbag? What does that mean? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I think the simplest definition would be someone who's willing to uh, deceive people, um, but also rip them off oh at the same okay time, okay got right it. so got it because like if i was tricked into eating my vegetables like 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 for example if your mother's like oh here's the airplane you're like whoa fucking airplane right and you fucking, <laughs> and next thing you know that you your so, damn that's carrots. such a great parallel i love that no it is but but like but it, like but if like that's what it takes for me to eat my carrots then like touche mom like pound it man like thanks for like helping me right but you know if, if it's like a a situation where like you know 10x growth conference oh yeah grant cardone's a scumbag man ty lopez scumbag mm-hmm. right like you want to know how much of a scumbag he is you, we we can pull up we can have alec on the conversation we can have alec on the podcast and he can start telling stories and it's oh really eh? it's like okay, i didn't it's know, not I didn't even know. it's not even up for debate like it's like if you heard these stories about someone who wasn't ty you would skaze this scumbag and then if you just filled in the name ty you'd be like there you go can right? you give me one example so, of the Tristan experience? Yeah. Here so or is it Tristan oh, or is it Alec? Not Oh Alec, sorry, Alec. sorry, my okay. bad. I, that was my bad. Well, okay, so so here here's one here's one story that's pretty interesting. So Alec, uh I mean first of all, one, even just the pricing 
of these things is scumbag level. Because I mean, there, there's a, there's a like there's a price in which okay, fine, like you can charge what you want to charge because there's not a mark like an open market for it. But th- there's also a, a certain level of like, come on, we 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 know what this this what this is and isn't worth. So there's there's that, but. <laughs> Okay. It's subjective, but but it's well, I want to say a point where it's no longer there's a point where it's no longer subjective. Like 75 grand for a course depends. If the person gets more than 75 grand of value, that's worth 75 grand. Let's not get kind hung of. up on the price cuz yeah, the price is like, Okay, that's a different debate and I actually yeah. disagree with you on that, John, but yeah, we can Yeah, I, yeah, we are better off if we just pass that off. But Sure. Um at one point in time, it's like Alec was selling these courses for $25,000, which were like a mentoring program, okay? Not only was the actual advertising itself very deceptive, like as in like he was selling a course that was like it was heavily insinuating that you would get Ty Lopez as a one-on-one mentor, where in fact you were actually getting another coach and Ty was like merely like jumping on the call for like a very brief moment and like that was somewhat – like so it was very deceptive in that way. Oh, no. But, but the craziest thing though is that – the chargeback rate okay on the credit cards oh. like around four percent is like high like if you get a four percent chargeback rate that's pretty crazy well I, I can tell you so rate, i can tell you some numbers like from the industry like you're talking about like a refund rate yeah yeah so a refund rate on online courses no no no, no, no a refund i'm talking like a chargeback as in they called their their, tab, their bank their visa and, and well, or whatever and said hey yo like i want my money back basically yeah. oh oh it, well it could be like that's it should be like one percent yeah it should be one yeah you know one or two percent is high that's what i'm saying four percent is high it the is. chargeback was like something like 50 percent. like it got to the point where visa actually shut down yeah. and banned like like, that, like whatever l no, 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 no. The LLC that Ty was using, it got like Visa, like Visa, the actual company yeah, yeah, Visa, yeah. like turned off their merchant account. Like Holy they were no longer allowed to accept payments. Okay. And overnight, Alec and like, you know, however other salesmen all got literally overnight just chopped off, like they fired, like the net, like didn't even get a phone call, like from anyone. Like it was just. Wait, Alec worked for Ty Lopez? I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's dope. But that's insane. Okay, I see what you're talking about. We I use Stripe as a as a merchant processor and we like I know all about chargebacks and the dangers that they can have on your account and I have Yeah. And I do everything. Yeah, so what 50% is something like that. It was to the point where wow. Visa actually shut down their merchant account. Like they weren't yeah. allowed. And that's why if you notice a lot of like Ty actually moved out of that space because Visa was like we're not doing this anymore. Like, yeah, you're not, done. Yeah, you're done. Wow. Yeah. Right. I mean, and the stories could go on. I mean, you know, Grant Cardone, I, I could go through the whole story, all about the 10X. Of stories on that too. You, t- you told us the 10X growth conference. You basically paid a ticket to go get sold and upsold on other things and you barely got yeah, any okay, value. Yeah, and, 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 and Grant certainly has his arguments for why that's not scumbaggery. And I, and I get that they're going to be compelling to some people, right? They just are. I see, I see, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, but my yeah. point being, there's, there's very few people, okay, that have entered the industry that you're sort of hovering in because you're sort of in between two sort of niches like there's like you could actually just go down like the legitimate you know what say old like old style consulting okay um and and you can make tremendous money at that i mean there's there's many successful but you know you can make tons of money so like like action edge coaching like that's a franchise i can always pivot the business that's what i love about this yeah you don't have to go down the that route right like you're basically like now it does seem like the rewards are far greater in that one realm but it also it's like man it seems like it's like there's so few people and even then even the people that i think have walked through it 
they've walked through it like from a PR standpoint. But if you look, if you like dive deeper into, you know, their actual story, you realize, fuck, man, some of these guys were doing some stuff that like was pretty like even Tim Ferriss, right? Like, you know, like Whoa. he's walked through that industry and he came out the back end with a great, you know, like, but take in mind, there's a reason why I think he's no longer in that space. Right. I think he realizes yeah. the dangers of being in that space. And if you look at some of the stuff that he was doing earlier, like if you actually read the four hour work week, yeah. some of the stuff that he, no, I was surprised by in that, that book are pretty like, Hey, here's like, like here's a roadmap for if you wanted to like basically Make as much money cheat as people. Yeah. Here's how you could do it. Right. And, um, and you know, in like his whole brain quicken thing, like, it, it, like the, the, like the drug that he was selling, like pretty dodgy. Right. Um, you know, didn't have good intentions, probably. I mean, I think he was taking it himself. So I'm sure, you know, but we're talking about like unregulated, like, oh, interesting, you know, drugs yeah. that, he, you know, so there was a lot going on there that was pretty hidden miss. Right. But now I, I do actually believe that he's a good guy that, you know, that was well-intentioned the entire way. But nonetheless, though, like there's very few examples like himself that have legitimately gone from start to finish through that career and didn't get corrupted some way along some way along the way. And there's a lot of people that I've seen enter that space and it's just a weird vibe in there, man. Like there's guys that I saw at 10 X growth conference, like four or five years ago. And I see them now and I'm like, they look like junkies, like, as in like, <laughs> they're like addicted, like they're addicted to that space, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, de I'm definitely going to say, yeah. yeah Austin, one thing I was going to say to you, Amber, when you said like you were described when I asked you to develop and then you kind of described what going to the dark side meant and being, <sighs> Having to, yeah. having to, yeah. So there was two things I wanted to probe you about there. Like I, I, first of all, before saying either one of those two things, I fully agree with what you're describing as a feeling, because I don't think that it would be fair as someone who cares about you to just tell you to go and like actually throw your name down the drain and to have it pop up next to is Amr Abu Shakra a fraud or whatever. No, but I think that's inevitable. I think no, no matter so, what I do, how so big I get, that's going to come yeah, up. Yeah, I guess I don't know a lot about the industry, so take this for what it is. Like maybe I'm I'm uh, unaware of how naive I'm being, but I'm curious to know a I guess there's two things. I'll start with one. What makes it so that you, like you want to redefine how the contracting force/world works? Like that's the purpose of your consulting. Right. Yeah. The, the purpose is simple. There's so many extremely talented tradesmen out there yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Who, who are just like excellent people with a lot of dreams who just lack the business back end, the stuff behind the curtains on how to organize themselves and systemize their business to make the money they deserve. Oh, OK. Well, hold on. So so what? here's my question, then, if you're trying to read if you are trying if you are truly bringing something to the market that is groundbreaking because it is and i've gone through a lot of your courses and I, they're absolutely amazing and like you said you've made three millionaires this year well Why six figures in a month i, I like to call them millionaires sure yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. on pace to being you know i get what yeah. you're saying yeah um what, yeah they're only like four what, or five years out. like what uh what like what what handicaps you from thinking that the way that you market that will also be groundbreaking that maybe you just haven't figured that out yet like I don't, I don't think like, maybe you're right. Maybe the, maybe the ads that make you look wealthy and accredited and, and have money and kind of like a dick or whatever, maybe those work, those perform better if you're competing in that way. But if you consider that like, there's a different way altogether that you could market your business that wouldn't actually include you needing to do that because you're 
like I, I just I just was trying to point out that there's possibly a flaw in your logic. If you're bringing something groundbreaking to the market, but you're convincing yourself that you kind of have to market your way, like market yourself that is comparable yeah. amongst other people, that that seems like you can't have yeah. one, you can't have both, right? Yeah, yeah. So it so, reminds me of a quote from Charlie Munger. It's a very quick quote, and I'll let you go. Uh, the greatest form of marketing is the work on your desk. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I've, huh. I remember hearing that quote before, and I written it down, and I remember like I look at this often. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, hundred. Yeah. That's why I obsess over the course. That's why the mindset week was specifically. I spent so much time. It was heavily influenced by that quote. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And I know you focus a shit ton on marketing, by the way. So I'm not trying to say like you didn't put in this work. I'm just yeah. asking you if that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. So there's two parts to this business. The first part is building the product. Second is selling the product. Two different right. businesses. It's insane. This entire... Yeah, fr- yeah. I would say I'm coming up to, to the end of my first year of operation of this business, where I've, all I've done is obsess over building the perfect product. As I enter 2022, I'm going to be obsessed with selling this thing. And I have to try different things. Mm. And I'm just in this testing phase. And I'm just looking at the numbers. My highest click-through rate, meaning that the ad that I presented to the most people that got the most clicks was a 1.7% click-through rate. Industry average is 0.8. So I'm performing twice as good. And guess which picture it is? It's a picture of me, of my first ever estimate with Michael Hawley on the left. And it, like a before picture, the Lamborghini on the and then right. and then the picture of me renting that Lamborghini for yeah. the for the day on the after that so picture, that one picture has overperformed everything, everything so, I've ever tried, and I will keep trying more to try and surpass it. But it's just what works. I never say that I own the Lamborghini or anything like that. I don't even show show it in full, but that's the one that draws people's attention, and it just works. Yeah. So Amory, here here's. And here, I'll comment on this because I think this is really relevant to what you're talking about. This is my biggest issue with the industry that you're entering is that I think that for the most part, the results of the industry are a net negative on society. Okay. As a whole, like if you're yeah, just yeah, yeah. I'm with industry, you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, macro, yeah. Macro. I'm not saying there's not, I'm not saying there's not good or bad players. Okay? For sure. For, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. And like, if you look at like, like if you look at the actual results that a DM gets, a district manager, they're phenomenal. Like every like like everyone that worked with Austin probably had a fantastic experience. Oh, life life changing. Anybody yeah, who goes through student works, yeah. Forty has changed my life, right? Okay, but but the statistics are high. Like I mean, like Corey has had how many franchisees over a seventeen year career? Like I don't know how many of them like like legitimately got bad service because there's a difference between like someone who's just a shitty individual who just can't you know who just isn't coachable, et cetera. But I'm talking about people who actually legitimately had a bad experience. Most of it was probably on the front end, okay? Like when he was inexperienced. But I would say probably less than 10%. Like I have no idea how many people Corey's had and I, I don't really know him prior to working with me, right? But I would say that, you know, the, the results speak for themselves. I mean, you know, he took me from, you know, not very good to, you know, being the best of all time. Like, so he's, he's a phenomenal coach. There's no doubting that. Like in his results, the statistics are high, okay? Like as in, Less than 10% probably, okay? Whereas the industry you're entering, the results are to the point where effectively all it is is like one monkey flipped 20 heads in a row. But what does that mean? Like as in, like just by pure chance alone, yeah. Like if you, if like, because like what happens is, here, here's how I really view your industry, okay? Most of the people, it works this way, okay? They they basically post a bunch of ads that are completely deceiving. They they like get like a huge net, like 
you know, and, and they and they they try and like their whole goal is to get click through rate. Like they're and, and that's and that's even what you're talking about, right? They they they, they sit behind the screen of the marketing. They're just trying to focus on okay, I've tweaked this word. If I say no work no job, no credit approved, like, <laughs> more clicks. Right. So they're like, they're like tweaking every little thing. They're like, they're like a little chemist. Right. And at some point in time, they forget the ingredients they're even throwing in there. Right. Next, a little bit of rat poison. Fuck. Okay. It works. You know? Oh shit. Right. So they get to this point where it's like a race to the bottom. It's like who can cast the widest net and who can take the most suckers. Okay. It's like, it's like, it, it's like a fight for all the suckers in society that, have basically given up on the idea of hard work and actually like legitimately earning their success. And it's like, it's like, do you, you know, <laughs> it's like, do you not know business? Can you not read? Like, do you not want to work hard? You want to be rich tomorrow? Like, like just all these outlandish things, right? Yeah. It's like, tomorrow. well, this is the perfect course for you, right? Can you, you know, not and I know read? that like, yeah. So I know that not, it's not necessarily always that obvious, but some of them are literally that bad, right? You know, but a lot of them are just completely irrelevant. I mean, a lot of the information you're getting from these courses, quite literally, you could get just from reading the back cover of of the book that like, you know, like if you like some of the real estate courses, you could read just the summary on the back of the book and you'd get all the information from the course. Like, and, you know, most of it's some sort of, you know, uh, some sort of webinar model where, you know, there's some sort of like free, you know, thing here okay we'll, we'll upsell you to this next thing and upsell you to that upsell you to the next and it's just this chain of getting you to move up right and it's like a it's like this weird like like they they it's like a funnel after funnel after funnel i mean if i hear one more person say funnel it's like oh that's fun okay yeah. you know what i mean like everything's funnel click this click that right um but the actual success that you're seeing is just terrible right and mm. i think a lot of it is like uh, it's actually very similar to what you're seeing, um, you know, with people who uh, like how most dolphins are killed. Most a lot of dolphins are being killed because people are just dragging along the bottom with these huge fucking net nets, not realizing they're destroying the bottom of the ocean. They're like getting so much like what's called like extra catch, right? They're killing all these dolphins that are getting caught in these nets. They're just ruining the earth, and and a lot of your industry is doing the same thing. They're just dragging these fucking nets along the bottom of the ocean of all these people who are like lost and like looking for success in life not realizing it's like dude you're, you're just there's so much you're just using a wasteland right now so i'm just um, do you yeah. mind if i just point out that's a bit of a rant but yeah well yeah i know and i think that you're you're spot on and and even to my point further is ammer i truly believe having met some of his clients having done part of his program having known ammer very well and the people behind developing this program they are not like that, in my opinion. So yeah, but what I'm saying so, though is that selling your course, yeah, I think we're on right the same person page. Is almost just as important as like because uh, I get it. Yeah, Jordan Jordan Kipnis, shout out to him. I know he's gonna listen to this podcast. Listens to every single one. Him and I actually had this yeah. conversation one time where he said he yeah DJ MVP. Sanchez. So yeah, so him and I had this conversation one time. Okay, and he's like, yeah, if I posted videos of me, like I could, he's like, I could go buy a Lambo. I could get more people to click through student works, but would they be the right people? Right. Yeah. No, I get and it. That's my point. Is that if Amherst... more people doesn't actually mean that you have more people succeed in your course. Right. So Amber, when I like look, so let me, let me try and rephrase this. The fact that I know you makes me extremely biased to how good your program actually is. Right. Which is why mm. deeply mm, down see. inside me, I, I find it like 
I don't know what the right word is here. I find it impressive. Take that. Maybe there's a better word for it. I find it impressive that you are not. There is not people like chomping at the bit to work with you. Like you. Hold on. He signed up 56 people. No, 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 I know. No, 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 no. no, I don't mean. I'm not saying that you have no people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, I think that if if you were able to to sufficiently communicate with a mass audience who you are, what you do, and why you over anyone else ever, that you would actually have like a, a surplus of demand that you couldn't even cater to. I strongly no, believe Austin, that. I agree, but there's but I, John, we're not even arguing. Military- <laughs> no, no, I know, no, I know, I know, but I feel like we you're keep starting them down with like, oh, no, 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 I agree, no, 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 I agree. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, but Austin, I feel like you're leading them down a direction, and I feel like you're missing the point. Like, even the military has a minimum IQ of eighty. Okay, so yeah, I, I'm, John's no concern mind. is that I shouldn't yeah. sell for the sake of selling. I should sell to the right people. The I, goal is not to get, get idiots to sign up to your course. Yeah, I, I, no. So I, I think that. Sorry, you I'm did just say be, mass audience. You'd be chomping no, at the chip. No, no, no. Be, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Austin was saying something different. All these people. Austin is saying just like he would create a real sense of demand for exactly what he's doing, which is different than what you're describing. The mass market of this type of consulting does. He would actually be able. He might be pulling people in, and and, and he's he might be. I guess he's casting a more specific net that's targeted at finding the right people. Like, I don't know online advertising that well, but like, tell me if I'm off on this. If you released, like, is it possible to do a video ad? It is. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that's very low on my things to test because I haven't really like perfected image images first. So the it, thing it is, just like, is like if if you're because I understand to a certain extent you are going to be the face of this. So my second point, I said like ten minutes ago that I had two points. My second point was going to be that if you're actually going to do this, you can either separate yourself as a person from the business literally and get someone else to stand in on these ads for you. I consider that. Or you can actually just be yourself in a video because I think the way that you would communicate what you're doing in 30 seconds is light years better than the guy with the the clipboard uh polarized against yeah, the yeah, Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. So like if I if like I'm trying to think because I've known you for like 5 years. So I'm trying to think okay, I don't know this guy. I just see a photo of you. I'm scrolling past you. 100%. Like I I would say there's a 99.9% chance because like John said, you see it, you you know, you know you think you know what it is, it's stereotyped whatever. If there's a video that's kind of even maybe sometimes you can get it to all already play, right? And it's just you talking about what what so in the construction market or in, in the contracting market and what your goal is for other people. Like, okay, maybe that takes a little bit more consumer uh like maybe they have to press play and you're gonna not perform well because yeah. there's like that action and I get that. So so here is here's the thing. I'll just tell you some stats because th- this whole business is just on stats versus emotion. Which if you've kind of like been mm-hmm. listening to this podcast over the past yeah, year, you would actually have heard that I've become more introverted over this past year. Yeah, because I've just been. It just required that side of me. Now then when I'm going to start start selling this course, I'm going to turn way more extroverted, probably more extroverted yeah. than I've ever been in my life. My Instagram is going to blow up. If you, if you notice, I've been uploading a lot more on Instagram because mm. I'm warming myself up to completely mm. transforming my Instagram. Um, 
Anyways, what I was trying to tell you is you, you're suggesting video ads to better communicate a message. I would tell you that the numbers based on my click-through rate and the people that opt into my funnel so far, that's not the main, that's not my bottleneck. It's, I, I'm actually not having a problem communicating the, the product. Um, that being said, there, I, there's two parts. There's like specific stats and there's global stats. Specific stats is like just looking at the click-through rate, but I can have a high click-through rate, but make no sales whatsoever. So I need to look at the global stats. Testing video ads, Austin, in short, is one of the things on my agenda to test in 2022 that I will report back. But there's just a lot of testing. And I guess the main thing I was trying to tell you guys is it's I, I very much dislike uh, how much I will have to play with my character. Like I but might, I one I of my things. you should or need to. Like, but dude, it's part of marketing you, though. No, but. Yeah, but just consider the fact that you are the best public speaker I've ever seen speak. Cheers. Appreciate no, seriously. Like, I've never seen way. a better public speaker than you. I mean that wholeheartedly. Yeah. But Austin, I think that... I think that there's something that, really like, skill. if you actually took that skill set and put it in, and, like, oh, actually accepted that and then tried to market yourself differently... Got it you would actually see like, cause I'm not saying, cause you're describing me what's so in the market right now. And you're also telling me what's so in the market right now sucks. So I'm saying like, okay, if you have a skill set that I believe not very many people have, that which is outside of trade arc, that just happens to be your ability to communicate, connect yeah, yeah. and, and, and talk in and front roll. of a large group of yeah. people. Yeah. So yeah. So I get that. That's not something I'm not, I'm going to tweak. I'm talking about tweaking like, I might try what John mentioned like a year ago. It's on my things of things yeah. to test. I might just dye my beard gray to just because it's just like. Just, <laughs> have you read? Have you? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, Austin. That's what I'm talking about. I see Ammer. what you're talking about. Ammer, here's okay. Here's like okay. Have you ever read the book Zero to One by Peter Thiel? Oh man, you it's sent me a lot my, of the the quotes, but show. I have it now. Send me your address. I'm gonna buy it for you. No, Dude, no, I'll just buy it. No, no, no. I, he explained. I need, like, he explained the, the why year he needs... is expiring, yeah. <laughs> and I and I have room in my budget. Um, You're awesome. You got to read this book, okay? And because um, just even the idea, like, so just I mean, even just the title, zero to one. Yeah, yeah. Like so, Ammer. You know what you're saying, because I mean, right now, the way that I view the industry, you know, we already listened yeah. to my rant, but in a lot of ways, it's just a commodity. It's just a, so anytime one of those ads comes up, I'm like, oh, it's another dude who's trying to convince me that he's rich, right? Like it's like. Like it's, yeah, it's just it's kind of what it is. An, it, it's a commodity at this point. Yeah. Right? And they're all selling, you know, and so at that point, it's they're all basically, you know, and as a matter of fact, a lot of these guys, what they're even doing is they're actually just like their YouTube because a lot of them transition to YouTube. They're all just copying and pasting one of those YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. Right. Yeah. So um, but they're all imitating one another. So they're all trying to become, you know, one of many. Sure. Right. Whereas if you want to actually change the industry, you need to become the first. Like, yeah. so rather than, you know, and, and this is something that I actually took away from like when I read about these tycoons, right? I'm not trying to, I'm trying to imitate the principles. I'm trying to imitate the mindset, but I'm not trying to imitate, like, I don't want to go start a railroad, <laughs> you know? Like, like um, I read like what Peter Thiel said was like, he's like the next Bill Gates is not going to, is not going to be a computer guy. Yeah. 
right? And so, so many people look at what worked or what, you know, what it was trendy and they say, oh, I'm going to go be that person. It's like, no, 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 that, you can't go be that person. Like, cause that person went from zero to one. So you're not going to be that person. You're not going to get as rich as, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, if you want to go start a social media website, it just, it's not, that's He's not how won. that works yeah. anymore. It's, it's a different game. He's already won that. Right. Yeah. Um, you have to go and try and, and, and so the question that he asks, which I thought was so brilliant Okay, he, there's there's a business version, there's a life version, but uh, of this question, I think it's just the most brilliant question. Now, take in mind, this is for people who want to start businesses. Okay, so for the 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 businessmen in the room, that you know, you can you can you don't have to feel shame in in buying shares in people's businesses that are working well. Okay, so the question that that's the the, the life question is that uh, what what belief do you have, or what what do you believe to be true that everyone else thinks is false? Me? No, I no, you don't have to answer this right uh, now. I do have an answer. I would on, like to know your answer quick. then. Well, just hold on. But the business question is, what business uh, is uh, that would deliver amazing results to society is no one building right now? Yep. I'm... Cool. Yeah. So like, Amber, what, what do you... So what do you believe to be true that most people think is false, right? Um, That... Because think about there's a lot of things that you might believe to be true, but there's other people like like it might be 50-50. Like a lot of people believe it's true, right? Well, based on the conversations that I have a lot with with business owners, I think there's this belief in the construction industry that you need a lot of firsthand experience doing the actual trade to be a successful business owner of it. And I I believe that it's not your it's not how deep your knowledge is of carpentry or plumbing or or electrical that makes you a good business owner it's your knowledge on running the business that makes you a good business owner yeah it's a great question peter Thiel would be very hard on you in saying that well there's actually a lot of people who do actually know that so it's like he he wants like the point of the book he wants you to go even deeper like what's something that you believe is true that most people are like dude that is so false you know i also believe that a trade business can be 100 percent automated like I'll give you an example of 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 a legitimate question that someone an like a, a legitimate sure, let's, uh, answer let's to this question. Let's okay, so here's an example of of someone. Yeah, give who, me. Yeah, I actually I even forget the guy's name because it doesn't even really matter. But he was the first guy. I think it was like Webster or something. Anyway, the first guy to propose a transcontinental railroad. Got it. Okay literally everyone was like that's stupid you don't do that well i, I kind of have something like that but i've never really shared it out loud do you want to yeah, yeah I mean, sure yeah I, I think you can run a successful contracting business from anywhere in the world from your laptop i think but, but i can the, start a painting company work week though that but that was the crazy idea like see everyone yeah. had that belief in the four hour work week but not on but that belief for everyone but not an online business a physical business yeah, yeah. I I don't mean to be too critical, but but, but so oh he talked like about that. that. Okay, never mind. Yeah, like, I didn't know. That. So like like so I think everyone had this belief that you had like you know and then and then I think Tim Ferriss's book. That's why I think that's why it was so popular because it shattered because when everyone was reading that book, it shattered so many beliefs. Right. Yeah. That's why I think it was so catastrophic. Yeah. Now 
that when you read that book, it's not really as effective anymore because like a lot of that's like people already believe. But you, but you got to remember, right? John, my my industry are mostly people who have never been exposed to anything. They don't even know what the word consulting yeah. means. So uh, take a mind, I'm not on the opposing side. Like you could actually, um, I was trying to argue for Peter. Like, got it, know, like, got he it, got would it, be got critical it, of you. Yeah, it, no, I agree it. with you. I think that there's a lot of people who you could, you could make a lot of money changing a lot of people's beliefs yes. on that. Yes. Yeah. I think that's but what take that, in mind. That's very difficult. Oh no no I know this is, I'm in this for the long haul and I'm loving every minute of it but it's uh, tough on my wallet but it's fun like um like so many things like uh were like well actually you know what's so interesting okay here's actually a great story about railroads okay this is how um uh un you know or I don't know, is it undebatable word yeah undebatable uh how how um un- undoubtedly oh, yeah. effective railroads were okay um so cornelius vanderbilt the very first time he ever got on a rail and i'm gonna read this story the very first time he ever got on a train it crashed okay and it killed everyone around him okay like including a baby there was a, gu- a guy apparently his ribs were like ripped over his head <sighs> Okay, like we're talking like catastrophic fucking train crash here. Okay, like this is like 18. That's nasty, bro. Jesus. 60. Like this is not a good time to be in a fucking Viewer train discretion crash. is train advised. Train weekly oh, dude, the, the scene's so gnarly. The baby apparently was just like. Oh, okay, I know. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, and like so his lungs had or his ribs had punctured his lungs. He like broke both his knees off or whatever. It was fucking, it was a gnarly scene, right? And this man ended up being the railroad tycoon. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how that's how, like that like th- like they were so undoubtedly effective that like even despite that being your first experience he was still like yeah this is still really good <laughs> like he's like I know where this is going I'm gonna invest in this yeah got it like if if so if your first experience with something is that negative and you still believe in it that's how you know it's fucking deadly effective quite literally yeah yeah well yeah well I could show you the. Um... I can flash this quickly for you guys. And I'm happy to share as well. Um, I'm pretty open about this. But these are the numbers for the year so far. And I'll just point to the profits and compare to revenue. You're showing this on like Zoom? Yeah, here, watch this. So for the entire year, we did $97,000 in revenue. And my first year. Yeah, but we only profited 13000 and this is mainly the dance of how to advertise and making sure like our ad spend is efficient. You can mm-hmm. see last month we only made a hundred bucks despite spending sixty six hundred on ads. And then the the ones the two before that we lost the combined seven grand and this month we're going negative. Not because I don't know what I'm doing, but because a lot of this is controlling one variable. So let's say I need to figure out like a better call script. I can't change my my ads. So I have to let my ads entropy because I'm gonna have to control for just one variable, which is the sales script. So I have to do at least 30 phone calls with this new sales script to see if it's more efficient than the older one with the same ads, which are not performing as well, but it's driving the same quality of person. Does that make sense? I just, res- I just respect people like you, Amr, so much because I'm just <laughs> so not willing to like just go through the pain. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like when you say that to me, I'm just like, dude. I, I like, I'd rather just stay an all inclusive. Yeah. You know, like, like some people, are like, dude, I want to like go like 
fucking run across Antarctica. And I'm like, I guess so, man. Like some people do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like it's crazy, I mean, but, but, but we need people like you, right? I mean, cause oh, thanks, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, we do need people like you, but, uh, I'm glad I'm not one of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I hate to say it. It's like, it's like when I read the Elon Musk book, I'm like, fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I just, I just love it. I'm just cursed. I just, I just love this. So it's like, I have, I have to go see this through. And the reason I share these numbers is because it's just like, I'm not doing this to make the money one and two, like, I just want to reflect a, an honest perspective. Somebody starting looking to start a business from scratch and actually make an impact. Like it's, this, this is what it kind of looks like, right? Like I can still have tremendous results for my customers that does not necessitate success. I've built this program. Now I have to sell the damn thing. Right. So it's like, yeah, this next year helps though. Right. What, what helps? Like if you've had personal success, it definitely helps. Oh like my God. Are you friend. kidding me? Yeah. Whenever I feel down, I just go through my private Facebook group with my customers and I would, I would read like, Oh no, I meant like, I mean, yeah, like you're like, you're at the stage now where, you know, your, your product is starting to build some steam behind it, but I'm saying, yes, it is. Yeah. Like you personally though, like I think like, well, that, that's a misconception. I mean, a lot of people think that in order to be a good coach, you have, you would have had to be a good player. Well, I think I was a pretty damn good player. Yeah. But I think that's also a misconception. Like I think you, the 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 best NBA coaches didn't play NBA, didn't play in the NBA. That's what I mean, though. Yeah, but you weren't like an NBA player of like. Well, I ran a contracting business. No, but I mean, like, um, like I'll give an example of who's coaching. um, uh, Like Tristan's dad, he started Nurse Next Door, Nurse Next Door, and he sold it for seventy million dollars, and now this guy's a coach. Yeah, he was a better better player than I am. Yeah, but he may not be a better coach, though. Oh, though, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah that's see, what I'm saying. See, like, like, I'm saying, like, yes, obviously, if you did 70 million, you could probably coach other people to do it, maybe. But yeah, but not even necessarily, though. I mean, because I'm a really like, obviously, I'm a good player. I'm a terrible coach. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it, it's like, an I'm interesting balance. Yeah, like I'm a terrible coach. Like I'm very flat out. I'm a terrible coach. I'm not a good coach. There's very so I'm just gonna ask it outright because there's very few people's opinions that I really do care about, and you two are are definitely on this very very short list. If I was over the next year to play around, like maybe try shave my head bald, maybe take more pictures with more Lamborghinis, maybe try to go super extra stoic, maybe get more aggressive in my ad copy, maybe a bit more clickbaity. If I was to hang around, I would hire models and, and hang around them and take photos of them. And I was to experiment to find the best marketing strategy to transform this construction industry. You guys wouldn't care. <laughs> I mean, you do you. I mean, it wouldn't. Yeah. yeah you know, so, Emmer, I, mean, I, I kind of like my original point cool, was that cool. I think that whatever you do with your business isn't going to change how I think of you as a friend. Yeah, I know, I know, and but I know I that's a that, fact. But I just that's yeah. I'm just putting it out there that that's the main thing I kind of care about is I would hate yeah. on my experimentation of marketing this business to to lose people who are close to me because they they might per- start perceiving me yeah. as corrupted. Or yeah, like I mean, look, put it or this a way. scumbag. There's two things here. One, the more I started being not even, I don't even do what you do. You know what I do? Just posting about like stuff that I'm doing around my business. Just even doing that, I would say over the past yeah. five years, I've probably lost like five to seven friends that yeah, like I was yeah, pretty I close with. You know what I mean? But I'm not even Dude. posting like questionable stuff. It's just like real. I know, I know, but stuff. it sucks, like, dude. It sucks. Well, like, yeah, but the thing is, is that ah. sure it sucks, but it's also kind of like a little bit of natural Sorry, why selection. Did you lose the friends. 
Well, I just think that they they thought they were friends with someone else type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I had so, a, a friend, okay, a person right? that I considered a friend, like a really good friend, like unfollow me on Instagram. I'm like, I'm like shit. Yeah, so, Amber, okay, I guess we're not so, friends so or like it, not, not as When you, someone unfollows you, think, you, like does it like send you a notification saying like no. such and such person? Oh, okay. oh wait, you, hold on. My light just went off. You, you could tell. Yeah, no. Um, you look but better. No, I now. was going to say Amber. I just reappeared with my phone light. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Um, What's up? Yeah. Do you think it's possible that your need to be liked is interfering with your ability? It is. It is. This okay. is exactly okay. what it is. Okay. Of then, course. Then how about this? How about instead of like, have you considered that just the fact? That no, it's it's not. To, to it's not to be liked. It's not to be liked. It's the it's need to be respected. Okay. And I feel like yeah. Okay. The need to be respected. So do you think? I don't that, know, man. It, it, so, I think it's so, kind of weird. So do you think the fact that you felt the need to just even ask John and I that question? it's to way. get it out of my space okay. I, I, yeah. I knew the answer was like I knew the answer without a doubt okay. but it's just to get it out because so, it's just so, in my get it out if that makes sense yeah I get that kind of an account the reason we have this call just to get yeah. it out so I think that if you were to ask me about like you know you just asked me the question if you took you know if you went to your wits end to see how these different ads would work would I think differently of you no and I don't think it would there's there's very few things you could do that would make me uh, change my opinion of you, but I think that um, the fact that I, I just I, I'm I'm honestly Im- appalled that I'm sitting here in front of Amber, one of the most intelligent young business people oh, yeah. that I personally Relax. know, nice. and he's convinced that he has to go down this path. Like I find it I find it appalling. That you have like that you I'm convinced think, like, I, that but I have you're to looking test. at it in terms of like polarities. You're like either I keep doing what I want to do or I have to go to this dark side. You no, know? no, no. Like I, don't- I am, I am convinced of one thing that I have to do a lot of testing, and part of that testing yeah, is okay. is dipping into the dark side. That's yeah, what I, I'm convinced of. Sure, I, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You do have to do a lot of testing. What I'm trying to say though is just think about the way that you sold. Here's the here's the way I would think about it. What made you successful running a painting business in student works? Um, I think it was the why you? Why did you break the record? Why did you break the record by over two hundred thousand dollars? Because like, I knew exactly same? because I knew exactly what I needed to do to get the results. No, that's what I believe. Well, okay. And, and well, like, I, I knew exactly what I needed sure, to do, and then I just skilled, had to do it. Why you, though? Because anybody could have done that. Because I was past. just the most consistent. In my, I don't know, from my opinion, that's, I don't think I'm anything special. I think I just did what I said I was going to do. And then he got extraordinary results by doing very ordinary things. Consistently, exactly. Okay. In yeah. integrity. Yeah. So, so that, that makes sense. I agree with you. But I, I think it's also your innate ability. Like, I, I, I think if you put, if you if we went to build a bear and we went we sure. went to build a human okay sure. and we piece together all of those abilities to be consistent do ordinary yes. things and experience amazing results like john said yes put it inside i don't know joe blow walking down the street he's not getting those results i don't think so that's my opinion really I, interesting yeah. well i think that you have an ability and this is what i've said already I, and I'm not trying to pump your tires. I rarely do this. So I hope this is being perceived as authentic. Cool. Okay. I think that you have a really strong ability to communicate and resonate with people. I believe that. Like, 
anybody who's ever had a conversation with you that lasts more than 10 minutes walks away from it going, damn, that was really insightful. I can start yeah, counting very, people uh, off. You're very compelling. I, yeah. can start, I can start counting people Thank off you. who like have come up to me and been like, oh my God, who is this? Like, Because people that have been with StudentWorks and don't know you, but know you were there or whatever, they're like, man, how can I get connected with Amher? And I, you know, give them your email, your phone number. Maybe they don't reach out. I don't know. But like they, you, you are a high, like you have the ability to communicate, resonate and enroll authentically, not for your business, just as a person. Mm. Right. So yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is if you took the average guy trying to start an online consulting business, he would have to go do all this shit, shave his head, dye his beard gray, test all these oh, things. I see what you're I'm, I'm saying don't do it. Like, I, I, I mean, maybe you want to do it and maybe you'll get to that point where you feel the need to do it. But uh, I will, I will, I will have to do foremost, it in the name of, in the name of the scientific method sure. and for my business, I will go through that. Okay. But I actually, I'm starting to get what you're saying. Keep going. Okay. Because I'm just, I'm just trying to say that, um, Like if I didn't know you, like if, if, if somehow my life didn't cross paths with you, I yeah. truly think I would be in a different part of my life. hundred percent. Wow. Thanks, man. Cause like you called me that one day and I, since that day, my life has not gotten worse. Austin. Right. So like, and, but I think you've had that impact on a lot of people and I don't mean but that. Austin, to pump, yes. Which is I, like, I, I think you're just way off. Like, so Amr and I, like, we acknowledge that that's the case. Amr is talking about actually getting people to the state. No, I, I, no, I, I think that Amr actually does understand that. Or I mean, Amr, maybe I'm wrong. Well, let's check in with Amr. So give me, give me a second. <laughs> yeah, no, well, Amr, do you understand that? that, that I do understand, but I actually took results. But I actually took away something from what Austin said that was pretty profound, which is I have zero. Zero uh, video content in all my company, in my, all my business that I should probably test that's, since I have that's the That's where advantage. I'm going with this whole point is because okay, you can't well, you I, I, I actually never took that away and I just took this away. And okay, well, if that's what you're trying to get at, then Austin, then yeah, that's great. Yeah, because yeah. No, no, I only so knew I wasn't you. Looking, yeah, yeah. I only, if I only knew you as an ad still and then I had to like that ad still to get to know you, I wouldn't have got to know you. I got 100%. you, I got you. I got yeah. I, so I and that's actually one of the things I want to test is more video content, and I already have a bunch of ideas okay, of, how, cool. of how to do that. John, what, what were you saying? Well, yeah, I was. All, I mean, all I was going to say was that that I mean, but but if that's you know, Austin, if you were trying to get uh, Amber to understand that you know that as long as he's in front of people that he, that that he, you think that he's a very convincing individual, and I agree. Like, I mean, the first time I listened to Amber on a podcast, I remember thinking to myself, "Fuck." Wait, what? Like, really? I gotta step up. Yeah, no, yeah. I was like, fuck, I gotta step up my game. Man. Oh like my this guy, God. this guy's impressive. I remember that. My, uh, no, the, the true story. I remember I, I uh, called Jordan because I think Jordan sent me the podcast. I forget how it came about, but I called Jordan or he called me and and I was like, dude, this this Ammer guy, man, this guy, like this guy's What podcast was this? Right? The one, or he got interviewed by uh, uh, the, the, the very first interview I believe he ever did with uh, Chris. Oh, and, okay. I just remember being like, fuck, this guy's impressive. Right. And, 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 and so Jordan and I were like, this guy's imp- like, like, Jesus, man, like he's polished. Right. So, oh, shit. Okay. no, no, it was, it was legit. Right. So there's no doubt that, that you have the ability to convince people that like you're, you're, you're uh, very persuasive, right. There's no doubting that, but 
I would still do your best to try and get in 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 front of as many people as possible yeah. right yeah. and because i you know th- there's a there's a saying that 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 sam harris has and he's like he's like i just love doing sam he's like he's like technically you could live in a dark damp cave and be happy it's just not easy yeah, yeah. right and it's like yeah you could you could try and be like the good nice guy you know, and you could try and like, you know, hold the door open for her and, you know, and like text her back right away and, and be the really nice guy. Guess what? Sounds effective. Yeah. Yeah. So like Amber, okay. that conversation you had with me two years ago where you convinced me to change my goal by like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I've told you this many times that like that ability to convince, cause I was so dead set against it. And over an hour long phone conversation, by the way, 99% of the world would have just hung up and went, you know what? You're right. You shouldn't change your goal. You didn't. I changed my goal, made like a significant difference in my business that helped a lot more students, helped a lot more clients, generated a lot more revenue. Like other people aren't doing that, man. Like mm. other people aren't calling up people they care about and convincing them. to okay, well, Just hold on, hold on, hold on. Amber, can we go back? What what did you think I just said to you? Like, what what did you what did you take away from that? Uh, the damp cave, and the you know the nice guy not being effective. Um, I guess I took away that volume is most important and that I already guess have the tools to just make it happen and that I can just choose to struggle through it or, or just take action instead of trying to hold an ideal. Well, like you've read Robert Greene's 48 laws of power. Not the whole thing, but yeah, of course I've, I've read parts okay, but, of it, but, but even like specific okay, well, laws that I like, wanted, but even like, no, but even just the laws of human nature, like you just, you've, you're familiar with Robert Greene's work. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things about Robert Greene's work is that so many people, their initial reaction is to disregard it as dirty, you know, they oh, don't do that or, or no, you know, there's no laws of human nature. We're all unique. We're all different, right? But anyone who reads Robert Greene understands that that's just simply not the case, right? So when it comes to advertising your business, why not do what's most effective? Wow. Okay. Right. So if it means dyeing your hair blonde, yeah, because more people are going to click on your ad and people are going to criticize you because like, look how much of a buffoon Amber looks like. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Look at baby hands. <laughs> baby. Yeah. This so, guy baby hands. I love that guy. I know. Right? So I mean yeah okay just that's so like that's, that's just a that's so just that's just a part hear. that's just a part of the game though yeah yeah john and i definitely right. have like complementary arguments but they couldn't be more different yeah i know they're very different and i don't know if we're i don't know if we actually are saying the same thing no yes. i think we no, are. I, you are let me tell you oh. what i'm hearing i am hearing that that john says it's it would be silly to hold up these ideals when in reality 
if you're still delivering a high quality product, if you're still delivering those vegetables, you should you should not be ashamed of delving into some of these dark things. And Austin is saying, while you delve into these things and testing is important, don't forget that you have these tools that you may not have been fully utilizing because an ad photo or some ad copy or an email, while maybe effective, is not what I'm really good at. And I should just consider picking up a camera and start using that more. Yeah, now take in mind as one thing becomes popular, the more yeah. the reverse becomes effective. Oh yeah, no, I totally yeah, that's one thing I'm so, very aware so of. So it's it's that's yeah, a great it's quote. not no yeah, it is. So who's, what's who, popular who right now? Ty Lopez. <laughs> I, I got that from, I, I got that from Sam Ovens. Oh, you're joking. Sorry, John. I didn't mean yeah. to bring him back into the conversation. It was. It was, uh, it was Ty Lopez, yeah. No, Ty Lopez but, is a great uh, marketer. But yeah, no, yeah, and and, and take he, a mind. He is. We, I right? don't know, we, take, I don't think he has a great company, but he has a he's a great marketer. Yeah, yeah, no, like I mean, like Hitler was definitely a douchebag, okay? But the guy was highly effective in politics. I mean, he took over half the fucking world, right? So that's yeah. what's wrong with Let's Hitler. Let's agree on one yeah, thing. Hitler was Hitler a douchebag. Douche so, yeah. He was a real yeah, jerk. Yeah, like I think I I think that like we you, we can unanimously agree that Hitler was definitely a douchebag, right? But I mean, he took over a fu- half the fucking world. I mean, the that's guy so funny. he's pretty fucking he's pretty charismatic, right? So um I got but anyway, it. so so Ty, yeah, the more popular, uh, more of the reverse becomes effective. Uh, where was I going to go with that? So there's a lot of things that, you know, that I'm seeing in your industry that I'm like, wow, there seems to be a lot of like things that, that people are doing that are no, like, you know, what's effective right now in, in your industry is certainly not like, don't look at what everyone else is doing. That's probably not, you know, and, oh, and yeah. so, you know, but even like when I look at like, you know, investments as well, right? I mean, a lot of what I'm trying to do is find out, okay, like what's not popular right now? Right, because that that might be what's most effective when it comes to advertising. I mean, the thing that everyone's doing is probably not that lucrative, right? And, yeah. and, and it's not certainly going to be very lucrative for very well, long. Well, this is right? the funny thing. You nailed it. This is so hilarious because the reason I've actually shied away from video is because all my competitors do video ads, and I and well, I, I, but but you see, it's kind of like a it's an interesting thing, right? So. I think you but, would but, possibly yeah. smoke. A good the route amount they of people take with ads. the video, though, could be different. I mean, everyone. Drives oh, the cars, angle, the angle yeah. of the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, see. Yeah, I never yeah, thought of message, it that yeah. way, and that's pretty impressive, man. This yeah. might be because um, I, I, I actually just, I always take notes during these conversations, and I don't feel the need to listen back. But this might be the episode that I listen back multiple times. So mm-hmm. I really do, th- I really do thank you guys because for the next year, this is all I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to be marketing the living crap, and I actually want to give a shout out to Brandon Cornish and um uh johnny cameron because these are two guys who i've seen go through that process of building a product and then start to market it and they're going outside of their comfort zones and i really admire that and i just want to kind of give that credit to both of them because they really stepped out outside of their ego and whatever they thought other people think and they just executed and they're and it's really damn impressive so uh in the online space there so i just want to shout out these two guys they're both in student works east um, yeah. I don't know if they're listening, we, but uh, if, if you know them and you're listening, just tell them I say that I tip my hat and I really admire the work they're doing there. Yeah, I DM both of them and I was like, man, your videos made me want to reapply to student works and start all over. It's just incredible. It's just like, yeah, they have these, they, they have a goal of to get more people into student works and they're doing whatever it takes. And that's the stage that I've just entered and I'm nervous and, uh, and, and with a mix of excitement, but. Yeah, I think we got something here. So, you guys want to jump to Whack versus Wise? 
Let's do it. Yeah, what do we got in the cooker? Yo, okay, so before I, uh, <laughs> I got a shout out, uh, Phil Lombardo. I got a shout out, Phil Lombardo. He listens to the podcast. Yeah. Or at least maybe he only listens to Whack versus Wise. I don't know. But he always <laughs> sends me these Snapchats of like live reactions of him listening to the podcast <laughs> of, like of the Whack versus Wise. And you were. <laughs> You were singing this, uh, or you were singing, you were reading, the, like, Phil essentially loses his shit when John is reading the lyrics of a rap song, like, with laughter, and and, uh, and Phil's reactions need to be posted to our Instagram page, so ne- don't stop those Snapchats, Phil, they make me Are laugh. you kidding me? You're not saving these, Austin? Yeah, I'm just missing the boat. Are I you think. kidding me? I know, I know, I know, terrible, you terrible. Guys. Phil, send Austin, me a fire that, like, one this week, that you, you just said that, and you didn't have a saved video of the show? I, like, I thought that's what you were doing, it looked like you were doing something with your hands. What do you now mean? Now I want to know what you were doing with your hands. But it looked like you were like gonna like pull up your phone and be like, "Hey guys, look at this video." No. Yeah. I was just getting so uh, I was so excited. I was just I couldn't contain myself. I was a better around. version of Austin had a video of that. You know. Man. <laughs> man. Oh man. I'm sure Phil. I'm actually gonna ask Phil if he has them saved because they're fucking awesome. Oh. Okay. We got a little whack versus Wyatt out here. Yeah. We do. It's Let's... my favorite. I just yeah. love this. So. So are you still in Michigan? No, we're going to Chicago. We're in Chicago. Um, there's this uh, Chicago, Illinois. Wait, no, we listened to this song. Okay, we actually have listened to the song, so I'm, I'm glad I caught myself there. Where are is we? Is there any like Montana rap? Is there like Mon- like is that? I don't. I don't know. I'm not going there. But how about Memphis? I feel like Memphis would have some dark rap. Maybe I don't know, but we'll 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 find something here. So I'm gonna pull this up right some now. Trap music. What's the difference between rap and trap? Uh, or is trap no trap it. No, 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 no. So trap depends how you use the context. Trap as a genre is is more like has like a drop. So it like builds up and it drops. That's like trap music. But Oh, that makes sense. Like there's a trap, right? Like you get sucked in the trap. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then but a trap in like slang is like a uh like a crack house or or a play it's an an establishment where you do a lot of illegal activities that's what a trap I like house i can see why that, i can see why that's a trap because you know you get sucked in there it, exactly exactly uh so yeah i have this song is that's how you, that's you know that's how you you know started selling drugs since like the fifth grade since yeah exactly <laughs> so this song is called uh smuckers um and it's tyler the creator lil wayne and kanye west smuckers Dude, this song is actually so like, dope. But like I'm not the, I don't like, like Tyler the Creator, but this song, I mean, you just can't disrespect the song. The song is just something else. Uh so here we go. I'll pull it up for you. Okay. 8.6 million Wait, hold views. On. Yes. Can you Sorry. describe the image here and what you're seeing, John? It looks like a, some sort of hipster, you know, he's got like a a bowling ball tattoo on his thumb and he's got a cigarette in his right hand and he looks like he potentially pissed himself and he looks like he's wearing like kind of like whitewashed <laughs> sort of blue jeans. Potentially pissed himself. No, he pissed I think himself. I think he has pissed himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, it could be a few different things, but yeah. yeah. Oh, true. All right. Here we go. Smuckers. 
like money, the jam. Money, 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 money ain't the motive. What's your name again? Nobody knows it. Don't speak to me, nigga. You not in token. I'm focused. Two, three, four. They say I'm nutty, I'm picking basket with short of a sandwich, peanut butter, boy, swapping's a fact, please come and get me, said I suck him at your neck, like a hippie boy, I'm sick, like an HIV victim, ain't nobody fucking with me, I got banned from New Zealand, why he called me a demon, and the terrorists, god damn it, I couldn't believe it, been a kid from the country, I never fall, never temper, but you fucked up as a pants, a child, I was a nigger, I clearly don't give a fuck, so you can run that shit back, and fuck your loud pack, and Yo, Snapchat, Cherry Bomb, the greatest fucking album since the days of sound. And that shit gon' pop just like that nigga that was never round. Damn, got to drop, gas him up, dick exhaust. Young T, can't quit, ought to beat, dick is soft. He ain't lying, he the truth. Call him Simba, beast of loose. Tyler the creator, sweating Jesus juice. Put that fucking cow on my level, cause I'm raising the stakes. Mama made you a promise, there's no more section 8. And what we ate was the stakes. Now our section is great, cause that's the level I'm at. My nigga's back. I hate to pause at a Kanye right there, but we reached the... Um, I don't know, man. That was uh, not very good. No, the rest of it goes really, 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 really hard. So, John, you're going to read Kanye West's verse. So this is this is an honor I don't bestow on many people since Kanye's one can of my favorite. Can you try and like... Yeah, I feel like you can fit it all in one scroll. Yeah, let's see. Try and get that. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. 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 Why, why, why? Why don't they like me? Because Nike gave a lot of N-words checks. But I'm the only N-word ever to check Nike. Richer than white people with black kids. Scarier than black people with ideas. Nobody can tell me where I'm heading. But I feel like Michael Jordan, Scoppy Pippen at my wedding. They say I'm crazy, but that's the best thing going for me. You can't lynch Marshawn and Tom Brady throwing to me. I made million I made a million mistakes but I'm successful in spite of them. I believe like a fat trainer taking a bite or something or I believe you like a fat trainer taking a bite or something. I want to turn the tanks to playgrounds. I dreamt of Tupac. He asked me, "Are you still down?" Yeah, my N-word. It's on, <laughs> it's on, it's on, it's on. I know they told their white daughters don't bring home Jerome. I am the free N-word archetype. I am the light and the beacon. You can ask the deacon. It's funny when you get extra money. Every joke you tell, be extra funny. I mean, you can even dress extra bummy, cocaine, bathroom break, nose extra runny, and I give you all I got, you still want extra from me. Oxford won a full-blown lecture from me, and Alexis pull up, skirt like hop, I've hopped out, was up. Erg, 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 step back, hold up, my leg will be stuck, hold up. I studied the proportions, emotions running out of Autobahn, speed level, had a drink with fear, and I was texting God. He said, I gave you a big dick, so extra hard. Or so go extra hard. <laughs> Boom. That's insane. Yeah. That's Smuckers. Go listen to it. It's not bad. Okay, or this is the longest. You can listen uh, to John right here as he tells you. This is the longest one I've ever given, but I feel like it's so packed with wisdom, and I feel like this like oh, encapsulates man. so many so many of my beliefs. There's a weird part in there where I'm like, I don't really know what to make of that, but this is very long. Can so you can you split it into three? No, you can't. So it's all flows. This all flows. Okay, try not to be extra monotone, <laughs> so we don't zone out. I got you. Okay. 
the bank war revealed the vast distance still between these two views of the world. When Jackson vetoed the, re- I should give, I, give, I should give a little bit. Please, please, yeah, yeah, I was about yeah, to ask. Yeah. So basically, um, President Andrew Jackson and uh, he was fighting against this other guy. Doesn't even matter what his name is. He he lost. So he's unimportant in history. But there was like these two banks in America at the time, and effectively one of them was like the. Pre- it was kind of like the Federal Reserve of the of its day. The Federal Reserve didn't come into place until like 1911 with Paul Warburg. But this is like kind of the Federal Reserve of the day. Okay, so think this is like a, I think of like the Federal Reserve as a monopoly bank that's kind of a government institution, but it's privately held. Okay, and Jackson was very much a free market libertarian that was kind of pushing back against this monopoly uh, bank. Okay, so this is kind of the context of this. So anytime I say Jackson, it's pr- he's he's the president of the United States at the time. Okay, and whenever I say bank, I'm meaning this bank uh, that had a monopoly. Okay, the bank war revealed the vast distance still between these two views of the world. When Jackson vetoed the recharter of the bank, he complained that it enjoys an exclusive privilege of banking under the authority of the general government, a monopoly of its favor and support. But it was a very useful monopoly, protested Senator Daniel Webster. That's the opposing guy. In the absence of a bank of the United States, the state banks become effectively the regulators of public currency. Their numbers give them, in that state of things, a power which is nothing, to, uh, nothing is competent to control. Where Jackson saw danger in a government-granted monopoly, Webster saw the danger of an unregulated marketplace. So basically, one side says bigger government, one guy says smaller government. The anarchy of unchecked competition, okay? So he, that's what he saw against. To the president, so this is Jackson, Webster missed the entire point. As he wrote to Nicholas Biddle, the bank's gifted chief, I do not dislike your bank more than all banks. Jacksonians condemned banks and corporations in general with a particularly damning word. They were artificial. After all, what did banks do in the... Sorry, my uh, Kindle just like randomly turned off there. Um, After all, what did banks do? In best cases, they accumulated reserves of gold and silver coin paid in their... uh, paid in by their shareholders and made loans by issuing paper money printed by the bank itself. The notes could be redeemed at the bank for gold and silver, but it was more convenient for people to continue to pay each other with the paper, keeping it in circulation. Even a conservatively run bank would issue notes worth at least three times its holdings in precious metals. Okay, it's important to understand that at this time, three to one debt ratio. Nowadays, the reserve ratio is actually much higher than that. Oh, of course, but it's but it's a little bit different though because it's important to understand that at the time of of of, of what they're talking about, uh, money was backed by precious metals. Okay, this is when we had what was called sound money. Okay, because quite literally, if you drop a coin on a table, it makes a, a ting noise. Yeah, okay? yeah. So nowadays, our money, which is what people call fiat money, okay, is not backed by anything. So at this point in time. They're essentially criticizing the fact that the government was printing money in, and banks were loaning out money in excess of what was actually backed by the intrinsic value. See, that's what he's talking about. So uh, would issue notes worth at least three times its holding in precious metals? To Jacksonians, this was a fraud. Banks were loaning what they did not have. Paper money was a dangerous shell game that only worked as long as everyone agreed to not look for the P. Real money, wrote William Gouge, 
in an influential book of 1833, is a commodity. Gold and silver had intrinsic value. No special trust had to be placed in anyone before precious metal coin was accepted in payment. Okay. By contrast, paper money had replaced the old standard of value with the new standard of bank credit, one that was subject to bank failures, to counterfeiting, to deliberate manipulation by greedy corporate officials. By 1833, Americans had already suffered panics in which note holders rushed to a bank all at once, forcing it to suspend specie payments, thus rendering it paper money virtually worthless. Specie is another word for silver and gold coins. Okay. So everyone went to the bank at the same time, couldn't withdraw it. Okay. And this would still happen actually today because banks don't actually have enough cash. So at the time, they're complaining about how the banks don't have enough gold and silver. Okay. To check the reserves of the cash they're circulating. Well, nowadays, Banks don't even actually have enough air <laughs> to justify the cash they're circulating. So there's not even, we don't even have anything backed by our money and we don't even have enough of it. Okay. So just to put that in perspective. Even worse, banks could only perpetrate this supposed, supposed fraud because of their, or perpetrate, yeah, this supposed fraud because of their government granted monopolistic powers. Most states outlawed private banking. To issue paper money, a bank had to obtain a charter from a state legislature by certain arts of collusion, bribery, and political management, declared William Leggett, radical editor of the New York Evening Post. It is a matter of utmost notoriety that bank charters are in frequent instances obtained by practices of the most outrageous corruption. And that struck at the heart of the Jacksonian ideal the equality of opportunity for every individual and the hatred of any government-favored class or aristocracy in the rhetoric of the day, especially men with corporate charters. Equality of talents, of education, or of wealth cannot be produced by human institutions. I'll repeat that. Equality of talents, of education, or of wealth cannot be produced by human institutions. I'm going to read that one more time because that's how important that, that phrase is. It's maybe one of the most important political quotes that I could ever read to anyone. Equality of talents, of education, or of wealth cannot be produced by human institutions. Jackson observed in his veto message, but when the laws undertake to add these natural and just advantages, artificial distinctions, the humble members of society have a right to complain of the injustice of their government. Okay. So when the law is wow. undertaken to add to these natural and just advantages, artificial distinctions, the humble members of society have a right to complain of the injustice of their government. And he and his followers accepted natural inequality. Okay. Even celebrated the rise to wealth through hard work and intelligence, but hated anything that smacked of the artificial. Mm. Man, that last. Can you explain the last part when after you kept repeating the quote? I like just that entire section of after, like when you said that quote. I yeah, didn't. I'll I just didn't, read that one. It's I'm essentially just read that equality one more time of opportunity versus equality of outcome. Yeah, I'm just gonna read that because it's actually very quick. I mean, that's that's actually really the quote there. I think the rest of it was pre was pre context. Sure, that's sure. important to understand, but because the banking issue is is actually very relevant to today. Yes. it is. Okay. That's why Bitcoin a exists. I'm, a lot of the investments I'm making today are very predicated on, you know, a lot of the 
sure. speculation I'm maybe having and what's going to happen with money. But equality of talents, of education, or of wealth cannot be produced by human institutions. What does that mean? The government and all of these different agencies, okay, um, or any sort of human institution for that matter, are not going to make us all just as talented, just as smart, and just as wealthy, okay? So just drop the notion that we're going to have a quality of outcome, okay? No human institution, including the government, is ever going to have a situation where everyone says, yep, everything's fair. Oh, okay, okay? got it, okay. So just drop the fucking notion, okay? Stop stealing from one person, giving it to the other, and thinking that, that that's all right. Okay, we're not going to have the same outcomes. That guy's going to be poor. This guy's going to be rich. Get over it. Okay, sure. Because we we don't have equality of talent. Sure. Okay. So the only way to have an equality of outcome is if we took away the quality of opportunity. Got it. Okay. Then we could have an equality of outcome. Sure. Okay. When the laws undertake to add to these natural and just advantages, artificial distinctions. The humble members of society have a right to complain of the injustice of their government. Okay. Just through pure chance, there is qualities and characteristics that I have as an individual that have allowed me to make more money than my fellow citizens. And there are laws and regulations that undermine my natural God-given ability. And he's arguing that we should not do that. Okay. we If one person is less talented than another, we should not try and create institutions to change that okay rather that individual should rely on what he calls okay because take in mind he's not against wealth or talent or anything like that okay he and his followers accepted natural inequality okay so he is perfectly fine with one man having more than another okay because that is how god intended it is in i'm, I'm speaking i'm not that i'm a religious person i'm just speaking in the language of the day okay very religious at the time even celebrated the rise to wealth through hard work and intelligence, but hated anything that smacked of the artificial. If a man has money, let him be the one that earned it, okay? Do not take from one man's pocket and give to another man and say that's some sort of form of fairness, right? Allow people, I think the greatest injustices of, of, in modern society is human institutions robbing humans of their ability to be human, which is progress, and change right like we have to be given given the opportunity to actually improve ourselves i was having a conversation today with one of my friends who um works as a car salesman and he was like expressing how he feels like very depressed and very limited with his potential because he, he doesn't get paid commission it's all salary and i'm like man you're, you're, being, well, you're being tapped. Isn't that kind of the same thing? Wasn't that, wouldn't that, kind of, wouldn't that fall I mean, into kind there? Of, kind of. I mean, I'm a big fan of paying people in performance for that very reason. That's, yeah. That's and I also see the point I, of I believe, if you accumulate yeah. wealth, you shouldn't have an institution reorganize your wealth Look, for you. Every single one of my employees has the same opportunities the next. Okay. Or at least I try and make it that way. Okay. Everyone, you know, gets, you know, I, you know, the budgets, I don't discriminate. Like when I make my budgets, I don't know who's producing the job. Like when I'm booking a job, I have no idea who's going to paint it. I, I might have some idea at some time, but but nonetheless, it doesn't factor into what I quote. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's equality of opportunity. Everyone has the same opportunity to make money on every job. Okay, sure. but guess what? There's a massive, massive inequality of outcome. Mr. Kieran Grant is making well over thirty dollars an hour, and he's getting paychecks that are bigger than paychecks I got in my first year running my own business. Why? Because the guy's a fucking killer. 
Yeah. Right. So anything that I do to under you know undermine that is me taking away from his God-given ability, right? And if one man is more enterprising than another and he, you know, for whatever reason is happier, wealthier, you know, more fit, then let that inequality exist. Right? That's what he's arguing, right? What's what stop getting rid of these artificial, you know, was trying to not play God here, basically, yeah. right? So is um so Jackson is pro big government? No, no, Jackson is very much anti government. Yeah, he's anti bank, and he likes more banks. Well, and then the opposition is no, no, like he well he he doesn't like the bank because he feels like it's artificial. Okay, sure. yeah, yeah. Whereas he's okay with having all these state run banks, right? Well, yeah. Now, I mean, I mean, because credit's a hell of a thing. I mean, so it's it, you know, it's one of the most incredible inventions in in I mean, you know, in currency is as well, right? So, but you can still have credit and not necessarily uh, have your monetary supply not backed by sound money, right? Like you can have, like you can loan money to someone, okay, and it still be backed by currency. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That was a that was a heavy one. That was, there's a lot of wisdom in that one. Holy! That's what I mean. There's a lot of wisdom packed in there, right? And I think that a lot of what we're struggling with in society, I think, could if that was revisited, if we had an Andrew Jackson today, I think a lot of these, you know, would. Let me ask you this question. These, yeah. How much cash do you own? Do you have much cash? Like actual physical cash. Cash, not stocks, not real estate, not gold, not silver, cash. Well, as of tomorrow, it'll be less than. Less than five percent of my portfolio. Boom! There you go. Yeah, I don't. I don't hold a lot of cash. There you go. Um, yeah. If you and, said anything I mean, else, I would, I would have been. Yeah, that would have been. But surprising. I do. But I do have precious. I do have precious metals, though. Yeah. That, well, that's. Yeah, but that we we just found out why from that quote. He literally says it has intrinsic value. Well, n- yes, it does have intrinsic value. But I mean, the the gold and silver um, is. Uh, is is long term cash holdings that aren't going to necessarily depreciate in value. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got that. Cool, man. This was fun. Wow. What's the? Uh, this was a great discussion. Yeah, this was. I long. just looked at the time. I completely. I really went deep. I know this on was. This is this one. We started a little bit late, but it's, yeah, it's over two hours. Wow. Let's yeah. go, baby. Uh, and you know what's funny though is that you would have had to wait to the whole way to the end to get that. I know that wisdom. Well, ninety-five percent yeah. of our listeners will get that. That's a funny yeah. stat. Right, we have a ninety-five percent listen-through rate. Isn't that crazy that right now? Well, I mean, maybe they all clicked off. Yeah, yeah, just because I said maybe yeah, I just yeah. did. Let me knock on some wood over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock on some wood. But uh, it, you know, it's interesting that ninety-five percent of the people that clicked on this podcast are still listening. They're hearing my voice right now. I don't like to think about that. I think I think I like to. The reason I, I think I had a lot of fun with this one is because I was very um, purposeful about ignoring that there's an audience. Yes. Yeah. It takes it's like an exercise. It's so weird to do it, but yeah, it's definitely a thing. Austin, any closing thoughts, man? Um, you know what i I think that I don't know. I feel like today <clears throat> i I thought I hadn't thought about this in a while, but. We've been doing this for two years, like last week. Really? Yeah, October or September 29th, 2019 was our first ever episode released. To 51 more, more years. Time. Um. Yeah. 52. 
52 more years. No, but no, no, already, no, a year went by, so we got yeah, 51 yeah. left. Yeah, we got 51 now. Um, I know, but with Peter Thiel maybe getting this like whole like aging thing solved, we might actually have 52 yeah, years, Yeah, exactly, right? yeah. I think Peter Thiel will solve aging. But I just think like what... <laughs> Like screw, never you know, say never. Sorry to the viewers, and also for breaking breaking the fourth dimension here. But you know, screw. <laughs> not, not, was, not to mention was, fourth wall. Fourth wall. Yeah, Can't control time yet. Time is the fourth like, dimension. Great. He can't you know, the control fact it. That, the fact that there's people getting value out of listening to us talk is kind of strange, but still great nonetheless. But yeah. I'm just thinking, like, well, we don't what, know what if about value. We think, yeah, they we are. think they I mean, are. Well, no, they tell us they watch. are. They tell us they are, unless they're just trying to be nice. Well, they they, they tell we us don't. they are. Um, but just the fact that we've been talking once a week for two years, and uh, you know, just thinking back, like, who was I? Who was I before this? You know, who who was I in September 2019? I wasn't a bad person. I wasn't doing bad. You know, like, yeah. like nothing's bad about it but i'm just thinking about what what where would i be remember last week i was talking about click and i was like see 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 where i could be oh for just i'm gonna start this weekly call why would i invest like you know 700 hours talking on zoom with these guys uh but let's just see what hundred hours 1500 let's just see let's just see where that gets me let's just see where that gets me press press fast forward you know um yeah and it's like, oh, it gets me here, which is having, uh, you know, such an, uh, I would say a unique relationship with the two of you where we can like politely call each other out for things that we just think is complete horseshit. And also, uh, and, and, and also like support each other, probe each other, gain, gain more perspective. I think that that's something that I believe a lot of people should do. And I'm not trying to preach anything. I'm just saying, if you have a, if you have a weekly call, hence the name with, people who you believe are on the same path as you or better better yet actually want to accomplish similar things to you um there's only good that can come from it i i can't mm. think of something that bad that would come from that and i'm mm. and i'm honestly i don't know i just think of why more people don't do this like it's so readily available one hour a week you know be yeah. serious about it i don't know i'm just very I'm, i just feel grateful it, and, it and, is and pretty it's thanksgiving cool. weekend so i'm very thankful yeah for this oh yeah Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah, happy Thanksgiving. It's true. Thanks. I forgot it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I, I did want to. I did want to bring this up. Okay, and, and I want you guys' opinion on this. We are looking to better this podcast and make it more um, consumable. So that through the Instagram stuff, testing stuff on LinkedIn, and and reaching. Do you think we should though. Are reaching wide. Just make it more consumable for our current audience. I was thinking about this though. Like Buckley is just not trying to make it. <laughs> Fuck, we get into this debate all Every the time. time. John's like, make it hard, dude. Why not make it shitty? Make it like they're running through a fucking cactus field to have to come listen to us. It's like, no, I, I don't think that's a good strategy, unfortunately. But uh, I see the point. I see the point. I I yeah. also think. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Amber. So so the reason I bring this up <laughs> is is because I I really do think um th- there is an opportunity to take this to to uh, another ne- another level and i just wonder the, the the value proposition because there's two ways we can approach this we can try and fund this with our own money which we have right and we can try and grow it but it it's when we do this it's missing one thing which is feedback from the audience we just ask ourselves a question do people get value and i think without a monetary number it kind of makes it difficult to understand so I am 
actually interested in us starting a Patreon. And that will allow you different perks, and we can kind of figure this out. But this will allow us to get an actual, real-life understanding of the value that you guys are taking away, so that we know which direction to take this thing. The more support we have, the more we can reinvest in this podcast, and the more feedback we have on where to take this. And some of the perks are going to be up to you. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, like I would totally like invest into being in a, for example, a group chat with Austin, Ammer, John, and the other patrons and, and discuss different topics or go deeper on some books, or I would love to invest this amount to get early access to the episodes or get full access to the entire recording with video, whatever, whatever it is. Um, we'd be open to hearing what these perks would look like, but we do want to expand and we will start to require now positions in this podcast that we have to pay for. We can't, we can no longer keep trading our time to scale Mm -hmm. and we've reached that limit. We're at these crossroads and yes, we can invest the money, but as we all know, as successful business owners, before we start scaling with our own money, we, we need something proven and we need to actually prove to ourselves are, are people getting enough value to be able to invest back into this podcast so that we can take it to the next level? And that's, mm-hmm. to me, the best way I can assess that. And um, if you're listening to this, d- go to Instagram and DM the Weekly Call Pod and suggest some perks that you'd be happy to pay for um, and would, would happy to invest in, in this podcast so we can t- really take it to this next level. Because I am really interested in doing that. I want to make it more bite-sized. We might make it... You, you guys are loving the Instagram stuff. Um, mm-hmm. though, the, the Instagram content is a direct... Uh, and the YouTube, shout out to Merlin, John, and uh, Faith uh, Noviet. Is that you say your last name? I'm I think it's gonna betray- not bite. Not bite. But these guys are awesome. And they're training a lot of their time. And the fact of the matter is, they, they have a lot... <laughs> it, 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 uh- <laughs> The way that Austin says that, it almost sounds he's saying, not great. Yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> not quite, cool. you know? Yeah. yeah. Other than, than Austin's spelling, you know, it, we're reaching a point where if we want to keep creating these YouTube videos and these Instagram content very professionally at this quality, we're going to have to invest in this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we want to invest only when we see you guys want to invest as well, like because you'll get enough value. So we're going to be starting a Patreon. It's going to happen. And we want to know what perks would you like to see? Would you like uh, a personal, uh, maybe once a month, you have one of us respond to an audio message. You sent 60 second audio message, we can respond with an answer to anything that you want to discuss. Is it a, uh, a more in-depth look into John's book list? We might actually make the book list private. We might just decide to do that based on the responses we mm-hmm. get, right? So whatever it is, send us a message. We've been doing this for two years. So I, I've been waiting to say this to really reflect that we're serious or, about or this. Or additional content that's for just the, the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, we're serious about this and we're not going to stop. So we want to take it to the next level. Tell us what we'd like, what we'd like to, what would you like to see as a Patreon member? So let us know. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave you with that. I'm so excited the, about this because I really want to know. I really, I really do think that we do have people that listen and follow us so avidly that they kind of have naturally selected themselves to like this upper tier of having yeah, per- consumed. Yeah. So it's like, we don't know who you are though. Yeah, That's the thing, right? We want to engage more with you. You probably have a lot of questions. You probably want us to do a lot of things that you want us to dive into. Tell us It'll, if it's productive to our weekly call between myself, John and Austin, it will be included. So yeah. let us know. And um, 
I'll leave you with that. If you're on your phone or you have some time, go through the Instagram, um, drop a uh, just drop a quick message. Uh, we'll figure out the. We might have different tiers. I'm not sure. I'm thinking right now, just from the gut, we'll be one one level, all access. Let us know what perks you'd like to see. And um, once again, thank you so much for sticking with us, celebrating two years here. And uh, okay, hold on. Yeah, John, I, close. I, I, send I feel us like home. I always wanted to announce this, but or like this is it. it was an ask, but we haven't done an uh, an ask us anything question in a long time, like an AMA. Um, and I did want to try and I don't think we've done this an, one. An one AUA. This year. But yes, AUA, we haven't done one this year. And I figured this is the time to kind of do a shout out. So if you're still listening through all of, you know, what we just got through, I almost feel like I should have, we should almost insert this at the beginning. Anyway, um, DM us questions because we are wanting to do um, like our grand finale episode where we, you know, are going to do a huge reflection, you know, lessons learned this year, huge reflections, you know, the growth that we've had this year. I also want to do a uh, AUA at the end of the year as like a bonus episode as well. So send in your questions now and we're going to be doing the releasing the AUA sometime in December. So you have quite a bit of time, but take in mind, there's gonna be a lot of questions and we're only really going to, you know, maybe start from the top and just work our way through. So kind of a first come first. We'll we'll mention this again uh, in future episodes, but if you're right now, let us know what perks you'd like to see. Get it while it's hot. hundred percent, hundred percent. So thank you so much for listening. We do value you and it's always incredible to us. It's crazy. John said it best. Thank you for listening, y'all. Hey, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the Weekly Call Pod or through email at theweeklycallpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material and just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you.